This is Talking During Movies, a weekly podcast where the conversation is driven by key moments and quotes of the film we are watching. Sometimes our guests will have seen and know what the movie we are going to watch, and sometimes they come in cold. There are three ways to enjoy the movie. You can just listen. You can listen and drink. You can listen, drink, and watch the movie with us. I'll cue it up so you're squared away. If you want to know in advance what movie we'll be talking over, follow us on Twitter at TalkDuringMovie or follow us on Instagram at TalkingDuringMovies. Want us to talk over your favorite movie? Email us at TalkingDuringMovies at gmail.com. Talking During Movies is brought to you by The Experience Firm. Design, Define, design, deliver. The Experience Firm is all about outrageous experiences that will build your brand, get your customers talking, and give you ROI. Simply, the experience firm does what everyone else is afraid to do. I'm fueled by Austin Beer Works, the best beer in Austin, Texas, and maybe the best beer in America. It's so damn good they can't even make enough. They can only make enough for Austin. Every month I will challenge you to help me drink the brewery dry. And on that note, let's open a beer. Finally, we're brought to you by Dirty Bills, the unofficial podcast headquarters for Talking During Movies. Located off West 6 in Rio Grande in Austin, Texas, Dirty Bills is famously known as the worst gay bar in Austin, Texas, and the best dive bar in Austin, Texas. This podcast will take us many places, but our home will always be Dirty Bills. Joining me today is Brian Mays, KVU morning co-anchor. Brian joined KVU back in 2004 as a weekend sports anchor. Prior to that, Brian served as the sports director at News 9 in San Antonio and the sports director at KTRE in Lufkin. After seven years in the sports desk at KVU, Brian traded in his long weekends covering the biggest events to become the co-anchor of KVU News, News Daybreak, and KVU News Midday in September 2011. But sports will always be in Brian's blood, and that blood probably bleeds a little blue and silver with some stars running through it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, by the way. What a fantastic day this is to drink beer and watch a movie and provide commentary. Hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm, and you're a busy man, so I, I appreciate you coming. Um, you know, this is, uh, this is the fun part. Uh, we get to know each other a little bit. Everyone gets to know, you, hopefully, you a little bit more. Sure. Um, they're going to probably hear some same stories from me, but that's okay. So today we're watching, and I wanted to do this with you. I just think this is so much fun. We're doing Anchorman. Awesome. awesome. And... You know, and it's, I think in today's news, you know, they, they queue it up and they're like, oh, this is, you know, back in the 70s, yeah. people trusted their local news person. And with all the fake news and CNN and CNBC, MSNBC, now it's moved away. And I was like, no, no, we're back to trusting our local person. I mean, we just got done with horrific events here in Austin, Texas. And every morning we turned on KVU to find out what was going on. And it was it was the trust. I didn't go to CNN. I didn't look at CNN. I didn't look at MSNBC or anyone else. And I and I think that's it's come back to that. The the, the division has almost it's brought a greater value to you guys, if you will. Well, way. it's it's great to hear that. I mean, to be honest with you, I got into this business because a I like to tell stories, and, and b I, I like people to know what's going on in the community. And at the at its core, local news is local stories, local events. And you're right, we had a tough time the last several days, the last month of, of this uh, of this year with the, with the things that were going on in Austin. And I'm glad to hear you say that because you're right, news kind of gets a bad rap, I think, on a, on a grand scale when people talk about it in negative ways. But I love to hear the fact that you are interested in what's going on locally because I believe there's always going to be a place for 
At least I hope there is. If not, I'll just hang out here at the dirty at, at, at dirty <laughs> bar and, and have a, a beer or two. Maybe just make a life out of this thing. Hey, you know, and it's it's not a it's not a bad it's not a bad gig. That's for sure. I mean, that's what that's what we're trying to do, right? I think this is. I think there's also there's a great bridge of in this unique era, and we're going to get to the movie here, folks. But this is this is a fun thing where we've got all these new mediums, right? We've got podcasts, we've got television, we've got radio. Still, I mean, my co-host who's usually here, Jason Dick, does 101X in the morning, and for some reason, there's somebody that go, "Oh, this one's going to take this one over." Television was going to take radio over. Mm-hmm. You know, cable was going to take local over. Podcasts are going to take this over. And it's like, or they're all going to work together. And there's going to be this beautiful common thing that we're going to have, and we're just going to have a lot more fun with it. I agree 100%. There is no reason we can't all exist on the same plane. No reason at all. There's a place for radio. There's a place for satellite. There's a place for cable. There's a place for local news. And there's definitely a place where you can watch a movie and drink a beer. There will always be a place for that. <laughs> well, there will. And this was birthed with the idea of, one, I was sitting, I have a, I'm very blessed. We've got a back patio and, and a big screen over the fireplace. And I bring some buddies over and Austin Beer Works supplies us with beer. And we just turned a movie on and we just wanted to have fun. Yep. We just wanted to hang out and have a good time. And as we're doing that, we just put on a classic movie. We just put on a movie we thought was fun. Sure. And man, we didn't watch hardly any of the movie. We were just talking, but then someone would chime in and go, hold on, hold on, this is my favorite part, uh-huh. you know, and it's Air airplane, line. Yeah. you know, yeah. and the shit's going to hit the fan, and we go, okay, and then we all say it, and it's like, when was the last time the shit hit the fan for you? I'm like, well, I'm married, so this morning. Yeah, pretty <laughs> recently. Yeah. Real recently. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, have been living in a cave, uh, Ron Burgundy is about a gentleman named Ron Burgundy, who is a San Diego top-rated newsman and a male-dominated broadcasting of the 70s. And of course, an ambitious young woman comes to join the news team and is hired as an anchor. So we've kicked off the movie here. Let me see, let me count you in here, purity people. Uh, let's see, we're at 40, 41, 42, 43. All right, you're all queued up here. Now it opens and it says this is based on actual events. Uh, one, I'm assuming that the actual events are that San Diego is a city. I think that's where it ends. Yeah. I think that's where it begins and ends. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. No doubt about it. Uh, do you remember back in the day, and we've got uh, a little internet issue here, so we're just going to cruise through. This is why I've got notes, folks, and don't worry about it. We'll just have some fun here. Um, do you remember watching the news yes, growing up? Absolutely. And was this something that you wanted to do when you were growing up, or did you have another dream that you wanted to do? Well, outside of being a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, it was my second favorite position to, to dream about, was to be a sports anchor. ESPN came out about the time I started to really pay attention to television, and I can remember sitting there watching SportsCenter just repeat it over and over the same show, because they used to do that back in the day. They would oh, run an hour, yeah. and then they would run the exact same hour. Well, they oh, used right to do that game. Well, it used to be uh, there was a thing I remember that was out on Twitter and a woman, but I don't know how my husband can watch three hours of Sports Center in a row. And he had replied to her, he's like, "It might change." She's like, <laughs> you never know. It's never going to change. Yeah, it's the I same mean, thing. Yeah. it's the same thing. This uh-huh. is what happens. Yeah. So it is in that part. It's it's. I mean, I remember growing up and ESPN had come out and then they had changed. Their, I remember when they first did the big studio change. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, this is. Serious now. They've got the NFL. They've got the NBA. They're playing college basketball. No longer at two a.m. is rugby or badminton. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, not on one. Maybe on ESPN twelve or something like that. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, but then you also had, I mean, so I grew up in Montana. So we had rabbit ears, no cable. Local news was local news, but it wasn't, and I don't know how it is here. I'm I'm leaving this. It wasn't celebrity. Yeah. It was, oh, that's Jim. Jim, the guy, yeah, on the news. He's the guy on the news. He makes 25 grand a year. If he's lucky. If he's lucky, working in Kalispell, Montana. Yeah, oh yeah. And there you go. Uh, And it was was kind of a weird thing, whereas I think now it's a little more celebrity, yeah? Yeah, oh, well, I think so, yeah. You kind of have to mind your P's and Q's, no offense, but. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to, you know, and and markets markets determine usually how. I almost said famous. How well known <laughs> someone is within a community, and the length of time you're there. I found that I've been here since, like you mentioned, 2004. And the longer you're in a certain market, obviously, the more credibility you have, but also the more recognizable your voice and your name and your presence, or your your, your you know what you. If you go to the grocery store, someone might notice you and might say, mm-hmm. "Hey, didn't I see you somewhere? I might I know you from somewhere." And that's well, I think it's I gone think. now. From have I seen you somewhere too? Mr. Mays or Brian or, oh my gosh, thanks for that. Um, yeah. And then how many times do you, get, do you get the obligatory, by the way, when are you going to get a weatherman that gets it right? It's like, I've heard that. Yeah. You know, and you're like, first of all, he does get it right. The weather changes. Yeah. You know? Well, it's hard to do that. It's hard to predict things, no matter what it is. Yeah. And the weather's one of those things. It is. But then, you know, hey, listen, by the way, uh, Albert. Albert Ramon. Yeah. Albert Ramon predicted rain. And you, the young lady who does the weather was also doing the workout things. There Erica, yeah, Erica, Erica Lopez, she yeah. also predicted rain. And by the way, we got, I mean, my pool filled up. My there wife was like, go. you want to put some water in there? I'm like, I'm trusting this one. There we go. This is going to be. <laughs> the natural way. The natural. And so we both have kids. So I just, yeah. the thunder hit, uh, the loud thunder hit on Thursday or whatever, sure, Wednesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just hear this pitter patter of feet across hardwood floors, <laughs> and then a cannonball into the bed. Yeah, she just like uh-huh. grabs onto my arms, like I am, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go, kiddo, snuggle up. And she goes, and then, I mean, as soon as I go to say snuggle up, she's like, just right out. there, just yeah. right there. Right like, there. What, what a dream! What a dream to be able to fall asleep like that. I wish to this day. <laughs> I go to bed rather early on my shift, so there's many times when I. Pray that I can just go to sleep within the first thirty minutes. It's just you know, it's hard. You know how it is. I do. I mean, I'm I'm the last person to go to bed in our house. I'm the first person up because I just can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have stuff going on, and I mean, I know you've got a lot of you've got news going on. I I can't imagine the psyche of me like trying to go to sleep at the same time knowing everything could change in an instant, and in that instant, and you're asleep. How much you, do you have to catch up on before you go on air? Yeah, a lot, actually, especially when things <laughs> are happening like they have been daily whenever there's an update overnight every day. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, you just got to – and eventually you kind of get into a routine of, of following what you can prior to going to sleep and then just trying to block it out Yeah, and trying to sleep as much as possible. Now, Burgundy in the very beginning here, um, he does a lot of vocal exercises. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> a fantastic mustache. And the hair. I mean, come on. Right? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Do you do vocal exercises? No. Or, no. Not, never once in my life have I done that. I had once, um, I'd gotten a scholarship. My, my, 
my mom's been married a bunch of times, and on her second husband, second husband, uh, Eastern Montana cowboy, he wanted me to play football or box or do yeah, something. Yeah, good guy. I can see that. And uh, I randomly fell into speech and debate. Mm-hmm. I was drinking with the football buddies, and we were having fun. And my buddy calls me and he goes, "Hey, we need one more person to fill the role here." Yeah. I go, "Okay." What do I got to do? How sober are you? I'm like, eh, <laughs> relative term. Let's How many not times be... have you had to answer that specific question? Yeah, too many. For sure too many. I said, well, I mean, let's not – listen, do you need me or not? Uh-huh. Show up, uh, Western Western Montana um, speech and debate finals. They, they put it, they put me in three categories, just a warm body. Yeah. And I won all three. Wow, so that's I went pretty to, impressive. So that I went – I'd never done it before. Yeah. But he's just talking and making shit up. And I was like, well, I mean, like, it's not terrible. So I go to state. I win all three again. Wow. I go to Western Nationals. I do all three. My dad's like, I'm not sending you to D.C. Like, Holy this is cow. just. But I got some scholarships for it. And I bring all that because then we would hang out. Mm-hmm. And I would see these people, you know, Mary Mellon Lemons. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you never are you that? are you yeah. talking to me? Uh-huh. You know, or they'd, they'd play active voices and go, well, what the judge says this. And then they'd spin around and look at themselves and go, well, I would say this. I'm like, okay, get on your medication. Yeah, there's a little much going on there. Too much. Yeah. You're taking yourselves a little too seriously. Sure, sure. A little. Uh, so um, This is a good one. This is a good one. The cannonball in the tidy readies. Come on now. And then also, I mean, this is all a party based on the fact that they were number one in the ratings. Yeah, they were, they were Thanks. winning. Thanks. How do you celebrate when you guys, do you guys celebrate ratings or do you, or do you West Man to then you're like, these ratings actually aren't accurate. Yeah, well, it's so <laughs> archaic the way we do ratings in television. Now, anybody that's in TV understands that it really doesn't. I mean, Austin's got what, in Metro now, two point something million people and they have 500 boxes. 500 people determine ratings, which set ad rates, which determine how much money you can make. It's really so archaic the way they do it now. But, but you know, if, if we do have a good month, say May is a, is a ratings period. Okay. If we have a good month, yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a cake maybe, maybe a pizza party. I don't know. Nothing, nothing like jumping into a swimming pool in our underwear. That would be fun. I might just have to sign up for that. But the pizza's okay, too. The pizza's okay. Yeah, Can we get cool. you some better pizza? Like, who do, who do I have to call? Ooh. I mean, like, so Leslie knows the kids at Via 313. Ooh. That's easy. Is, oh, yeah. See, that's, I know the people at Home Slice. Um, my dear friend, Chef Drew, runs Italic. He's part of Elm Group. Dude, if you could get me a combo of those, I might show up in my red, <laughs> my red tight underwear just to have the, just just to have have the pizza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's sunny. Have you had that yeah. pizza at Italic? Oh, my gosh. I mean. Is there any better? I mean, obviously, Home Slice is wonderful. I could is. eat that literally every day. I'm not even yeah. kidding. I could eat that pizza every day. Well, it's, I mean, it's, they, they, do, they, they do some – I think it's weird – Everyone's like, oh, pizza's a dime a dozen. And I go, if you're going for Domino's, you're yeah, right. It's a dime a dozen. Yeah. Home Slice, Via 313, and Italic, which are three different recipes. Totally different. I mean, on, on the spectrum, across mm-hmm. the board. But at the same time, they're amazingly good. Oh, every single one of them. And, and they're, like you say, they're different. But making a good pizza isn't as easy as throwing something into an oven with a bunch of toppings. There's a, like, the yeah. Home Slice. Yeah. You could tell when you have a piece of that, you know how good it is. Yeah, I mean, there's an art to it, and they're Absolutely. they're throwing it back there. They're having fun. They're doing it. They're, I mean, they they have an art to it. They do a great job. The three one three guys, the Via three one three team. I mean, the, the way that they've grown with this, it's thick crust. I don't know what Detroit style means. I don't either. Never uh, been to Detroit. Here's a wonderful place. 
I went to Detroit once. I used to be the West Kill sales manager for uh, Steel Reserve Malt no. Liquor. No, Malt Liquor. <laughs> well, no I fit the profile kidding. as the guy. And I used to be 320 pounds bald with a red goatee. Is that right? And I worked out of LA, and yeah. I sold. So at first, I sold Black Star beer. And I traveled the U.S. We did a tattoo competition. Yeah. For the person with the largest replica of our beer logo on their body, we gave them a Harley. People did this. Oh, you remember. This is this is a, this we should, should be watching that contest. I know this is, we should have. I mean, this was a terror. So we go to Whitefish, Montana, on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and a guy named Kenny Marvin from Federal Way, Washington, shows Kenny up. Kenny Marvin, that's a name. That's a name, and a little person uh, named Satan. Name Satan. Like, we're in Whitefish, Montana. Did it fit? Was it? He had a bright green was... mohawk that put him about four or five with the mohawk. Okay. But he had Satan tattooed across his forehead. So you he, couldn't miss him, is what you, you, know, you, you can't okay. even as a person who was four feet tall. Yeah, a little less than four feet. You couldn't miss him. Stood out. Kenny had a fifty-eight inch tattoo that proportionally covered his oh whole body. Yeah, that's his whole body. And it was bright red, so he looked like a really lucky burn victim. <laughs> And he came out, and we're gonna we're gonna bring this back to Burgundy. He came out in a red thong oh, nice. to show and make sure that oh. everyone knew that he was all tatted up. You couldn't cover up the the, the buns. That's what probably <laughs> yeah, yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. the. I'd have been like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to, I, I had to measure it, so I'm like, I've got to make sure the buns. Actually, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I've got I've got someone for that. <laughs> Second place was a very very nice man. Yeah. Uh, he got his name in the Montana State Penitentiary, where he oh, also nice. got his tattoo. His name was Chainsaw. Oh, well, that's good. Well, that's good. Chainsaw and Satan were the two competitors. <laughs> two competitors. Okay. However, Chainsaw only had a 27-inch tattoo. Mm. Not even halfway there. Wow, yeah, that's not, that's not going to cut it. Well, we didn't have a second-place prize. We had first place, uh-huh. and then it stopped. And it was down to Chainsaw and Satan? Yeah, okay. and uh, Chainsaw looked at me, and he goes, I'm going to need my butt. And I go, I'm sorry, but Kenny and buddy Chain and Satan over there, they, they won. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> and I'm like, and real quick, were you in prison for writing bad checks? <laughs> just, yeah. just... Were you embezzling, or did you have something to do with violence? I mean, if it's not violent, I would threaten me all day long. What, are you going to paper cut me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Kiss my ass. No, mm-hmm. violent criminal. So then the, I got a police escort oh, wow. in Whitefish, Montana at our That's brewery cool. for three days until Chainsaw left, which meant that these poor police officers had to go bar to bar with me as I drank. <laughs> and Looking for Chainsaw. Just, just like, kill me. I dare you. I've, yeah. got a, I've got two cops hanging out with you. Oh, right, yeah, and a guy named Chainsaw after you. That's like a movie. Oh. I think you could make that into a movie. Oh, it was fun. I mean, it was it was a uh, it was a it was a good time. So, do you hear from Satan anymore, or is he kind of? Faded I don't. We, we tried to put Kenny Marvin on uh, at the time on the Jay Leno show. Yeah. Uh, he got bumped because he guest ran long. And, uh, I mean, who wants a three hundred pound man with a tattoo and a red thong coming on your stage gonna, when yeah. you can keep like Owen Wilson on a little bit longer? Yeah. Uh, I don't hear from Satan. I did ask Kenny. I said, "How much was the tattoo?" Mm-hmm. The bike was about a twenty thousand dollar heritage soft tail bike loaded up. Wow. Uh, well, Kenny paid 15000 for his tattoo. So, not a bad trade, right? Not a bad trade, but I've heard of this word called down payments. <laughs> not good. And then, yeah. and yeah. then I'm not scarred for life, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 15000 down a $20,000 bike, I'm pretty sure your payments are low enough to where you're like, yeah, I can afford 100 bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, do 72 months. I don't care. Just spread it out. Spread it out. Yeah, Have a good down. time. 
Now, what is for you, whether... That's a great story. I'm still picturing you with your two officers looking for chainsaws. In bars, my friends are like, do you That's have awesome. to bring the cop in every bar? I'm like, uh, they're my escort. Why would I not? Why would I not? They're going to make sure I get home safe. Absolutely. And my buddies are in these, the only bars in Montana. They're like, uh, I don't... You don't have to take him around like we kind of did. Uh-huh. Like he's he's that that's a waste on Jason. They're like, well, he's gonna get drunk again. And they're like, no, we know we serve him <laughs> There's every a good night. Chance. There's a good chance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have a um, and then so <laughs> so and, and I'm glad Jason Dick's not here for this because this is I have two uh, I have a couple things to claim uh, claims to fame. Sure, if you will. either way. Uh, Either way, uh, one, as we're watching now, so Burgundy is there. They've got the office meeting. They were number one in the ratings. They had a great party. They had a lot of fun. And everyone's hungover. Yeah. And they're all middle-aged white males. Every one of them. Yeah. A couple ladies in the background taking some diligent notes. Mm -hmm. uh, diversity, as we're going to find out, is just a, a large boat. Ooh. An old wooden boat yeah. used during the Civil War. <laughs> Uh, that's what Ron Burgundy believes diversity is. And they're also going to cover pandas, which, uh -huh. so I've got two things for you. One, have you ever had, I, I've never had a hangover in my life. Is that right? Never. Wow, that's impressive. And yeah, so Dick famously does his don't be that guy uh -huh. in the mornings. And he's put me on a couple of times. He's like, don't be my friend Jason. Don't be that guy. Yeah. No one wants to hear that you've never had a hangover. First of all, I'm going to donate my body to science. It's going to be fun. It's pretty amazing, really. I mean, when you think about it. It is. Uh, I've worked for beer companies, malt liquor companies. I've changed the way people drink tequila. I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, my wife hates it because she'll have a glass of wine and wake up with a headache. And I'm skipping around, banging pots and pans. Mm. I'm making making cinnamon rolls in the morning for the kid. And she's like, I would like it if you just shut up. So you're not real sympathetic to her pain is what you're saying. I've never had it. Yeah. How can I have empathy for yeah. something I've never even experienced? Okay. That's a, hey, that's pretty amazing. Your now, do you get do you get the hangover? I've had I've had a few in my time. Absolutely, <laughs> it's been a while. I'm, I'm 45 years old. Now. So you're, I, you're two years older. Than me. I'm like you well, look. We look. You yeah, look we about both. 10 years younger than me. Though. <laughs> I was going to say we both look younger. <laughs> well, we both look younger. I feel old. Some days are better than others, but it's pretty impressive. Yes, I have had a few too many on occasion, and you know yeah. what? You wake up with a bit of a head twinge, maybe. Uh, nauseous to you know to an extent. Okay. Nothing too, you know, since the college days. Nothing. Now, was there anything that college that happened in college that kept has kept you away from a beverage? Mm, I was away from tequila for a while. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you what's going to might bring you back. Okay. And it's just it's a good sip. So years ago, I was um, I was a partner in uh, Bisbee Black and Blue, the okay. richest fishing tournament in the world. Five sure. million dollars paid out for the person who catches the biggest marlin over three days. That's down in Florida, right? Uh, no, Cabo. Oh, okay. Cabo okay. San Lucas, Mexico. I was with a group called Bad Company, uh, and the owner of Bad Company was also an investor in the tournament. They won one year. They won $4.9 million catching wow. one fish. That's amazing. But this gentleman ran a couple of restaurants, and I would always bring Preston. He's like, if you come in with whoever you come in with, everything's free. And so we were drinking 1942 Don Julio on the beach with him one night, and he brought out fresh oranges. And he goes, take a sip, bite the orange. And then he educated us on the fact that limes bring out the dirt. They bring out the organic, natural flavors from the earth mm -hmm. that comes from tequila. Whereas orange slices bring out the natural sugars. So you remove the bite and you bring a sweetness to it. And it completely changes the architecture of how that tequila yeah. 
hits your hits your body and hits your mouth. I have won bets. I've had people like in this bar order ten shots of tequila, all with limes. I said, who 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 bought? Guy or gallery? And I'm like, yeah. switch it with an orange. No, I I don't do oranges. I'm like, try it once. Okay. And if you don't like it, I'll buy everyone around of the most expensive tequila here. But if you do like it, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you've taught them something. I've taught them something. And they drink it and they're like, oh my gosh, like this was well tequila and it was really good. And then of course everyone else wants to try it. I'm very fortunate that every day like, well, we should probably buy you a shot. Yeah. Like, or a beer. I don't mind the moon. At forty three, I'm a little too old to be doing shots. Yeah, well I hear you. I hear you there. I don't mind sipping on something nice. Sure. But I'm not doing a shot of anything. Yeah. I even I sit my communion like I <laughs> like, like drink it. I'm like easy. Slow down, fellas. slow down, guys. Yeah, no. We're gonna get to it. The thing about oranges too, though, at our age, that's a good that's vitamin C. Vitamin so C. you're technically helping your you're being healthy while and there's probiotics food. in tequila. See, that's actually a health food. It's a you pretty much a health food. probably a good breakfast. Now the other thing is, and what I don't understand. And maybe you can shine some light on this because this isn't just the 70s talking. This is uh -huh. the 80s, the 90s. This is today. If the Austin Zoo had a panda and it oh. was giving birth. Yes. I mean, news crews from around the world would descend. Sure. Why? It's we have white rhinos that are dying and they're like, I mean, I can't believe it. Well, it's, it's kind of a dinosaur. It's <laughs> There's an albino alligator and they're like, uh, okay, it gave birth. Well, I mean... It's, Okay, and you, it doesn't get a last in snow. You're like, why, why are you? But yeah. a panda, pandas, and I hate pandas because yeah. they look nice and they're mean. They're like koala bears. Wait, you hate pandas? I've never heard anyone to hate pandas. Oh god, I hate pandas. Even baby, even baby pandas, even because they're you know they're just like I can't wait to eat you. <laughs> yeah, he looks sweet. <laughs> like I look so sweet. Mm. Kind of like chainsaw. He yeah. looks, he looks sweet. <laughs> he looks nice. But you know, at the end of the day, he's gonna cut you. There's a good chance he's gonna. There's cut a good. You. I mean, fresh out of the pokey, he's like, by yeah. the way, where'd you get your Hey, James, I'm curious. So you just got out of prison. Where'd you get your tattoo? Prison. Mm. Uh -huh. Now that's not technically a safe place to get a tattoo. No, no. They're not eating healthy. They're not eating healthy. So what is the deal with pandas? I'm just curious. That's a great question. I do not know the answer to that. It's, it's kind of like one of those things. Uh, in the news business, we get caught up in uh, copying people. A lot of times, if okay. someone in, say, New York or Los Angeles or Chicago, one of the top markets, runs a story dealing with something like, I don't know, the birth of a panda, pretty soon everybody from Lufkin, Texas to Redding, California is going to run the story about the birth of the panda simply because we think, since it was on in New York or Los Angeles, it's got to be good stuff, right? It's got to be a good story. And I think that's where the, the, the whole panda thing, and this movie wonderfully oh. describes the way news stations go overboard with silly things. We do that all the time. Oh, the water skiing squirrel at the beginning. Like, yeah, we've, like... we've run the water skiing squirrel <laughs> on Canyon. I crap you not, we were at the convention center for the boat show in 2007. And I was down there still doing sports, and my job was to go and interview the person that was in charge of the water skiing squirrel. I crap you not. And that poor squirrel's like, I just want the super glue off my feet. Yeah. I've got to walk oh, yeah. around. He, he was looking for nuts. Kind of like chainsaw. Just, just kind of like chainsaw. <laughs> now, we've got West Mantooth here. He, oh, man. There, there's a battle, of course, you know. This we is talk about Dorothy Mantooth, and I will take her to dinner and not call her back, which I guess in the 70s is quite an insult. <laughs> yes. Whereas today, they call that Tinder. It's right? Tinder. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm going to take you on a dinner. Eh, it didn't work out too well. Or maybe a coffee date. I'm just not going to call you back. Yeah. 
But back then, a big problem. Uh, so a, a couple of things. One, it looks like I've been to a couple of events where there's been multiple news agencies there. You guys all get along. We all get along. Absolutely. Nice. I mean, because I Absolutely. see it and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I mean, everyone seems to get along. Yeah. Um, now, Veronica Corningstone, mm. which is a great name. Wonderful. She, name. Um, she goes, she, she's a little upset. She's got to cover a cat fashion show. What's the worst thing you've had to cover? Oh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. It's funny because most of the interesting, embarrassing type stories were, were happening when I was during doing the sports segment. And I can remember doing a lot of little kid things. And anytime you do a little kid thing, like softball or little league baseball or some sort of event that involves, I don't know, four to nine-year-olds, you're going to either A, get some kid that's really funny and makes the story watchable, or you're going to get nothing. And nine times out of ten, it's the latter. It's some kid (laughs) that's either an a-hole or their parents are a-holes, and they try to make sure you understand how important they are, but then you end up telling the story in a way they don't approve of, and then you get emails, or, or back then, phone calls. So I don't know that it was embarrassing, but it was just one of those stories where once you punched him in the nuts. And then, <laughs> which, which just never happened to me, at least not uh, while I was doing uh, that's, my that's job. That's good, that's yeah. good. So doing kids' stories are just the worst, man. They're the worst. And I've got kids, I love kids. They don't all need to be on the news. No, no. they don't. They, they, I mean, I, I, I jokingly, I tell my friend that, um, CNBC. I've, I've been on there talking about stuff I don't know, 10 or 12 times. I'm like, nice. I don't need to be on the news. <laughs> you recognize that. Why the hell don't they? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. listen. She goes, no, it's, it's, it's good stuff sometimes. You uh, come up with some random stuff. I'm like, thank you. We did, a, uh, we did a gig. My buddy and I invented caller ID spoofing. So I can call my cell phone to yours and have your wife's phone number show up. Wow. In real impressive. time. Impressive. Well, I got my, my death threats made the front page of the New York Times. So exactly. not that impressive. Those years ago. It's good media publication. But we uh, we went to uh, CNBC and we did it live. And then we called the back in New York. And then we pretended like we were calling from New York to L.A. And we're in the L.A. studio. And we just messed everything up <laughs> on air. Wow. And like they've got a camera back there and people are freaking out. Oh, I bet people were pissed. Oh, they did not find it funny. Yeah, no. I mean, criminals really didn't find it funny. No, absolutely, yeah. That's how they steal from people, right? So they call up, you get a thing on your on your uh, phone that says Visa. And you know, you call them like, hey, uh, Brian, uh, this is a Visa security uh, badge number 78294. <laughs> And uh, I'm just calling, uh, did you just buy uh, two 60-inch plasmas at Walmart? Yeah, no, I did not. No. Uh, One other quick question, and once again, I mean, don't, because you pay for this. This is part of the interest rate. Uh, Did you increase your credit line to (laughs) $20,000? And it's like, no, I didn't do that either. You did not do that either. No. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, don't worry about this. Once again, this is part of what you pay for. Mm -hmm. So to make sure I'm not talking to the bad guy, I'm going to need your name, address, Phone See, number. That's how you get them. Right? And that's how you get them. Yeah. And then I call Visa and I'm like, hey man, uh, I lost my car. Oh. And then I just, you, you tell them again, you're like, hey, by the way, 30 days. It's going to take 30 days to clear up, cut the card up, ignore everything. It's coming from the hackers. Unless you see Visa come up on your caller ID, See, that's do it. not do anything. Wow. And so we break all this down uh-huh. and then these criminals are, do not find it funny. <laughs> and uh, they, were, they were a little bit upset. But hey, they're criminals for a reason. Yeah, they are. 
they're they're criminals for for uh, for a reason. For a reason. As long um, as chainsaw doesn't pop up on my caller ID, we're good. We're good. We're good. I've got a mental picture of this guy. He doesn't look anything like I'm sure he looked, but that's a that story. Yeah, the magnificent mullet. Stick with magnificent me. mullet. That's amazing. amazing. So I, I mean, Albert Ramon probably can't like this movie because they make the weatherman out to not be the smartest guy. That's a good point. I didn't think of you know, that. And I just, and I look at it and I'm like, I've never met Albert, but yeah. uh, he seems like a really nice guy. I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously intelligent. Super, super smart, super nice guy. And just, I mean, he is like yourself and no offense to the ladies, but I'm a married guy. So I think finding out, you know, being like, hey, that lady looks like a good person to go grab a Chardonnay with. Sounds weird. That. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But you guys are all and uh, the gentleman who's um, in the morning who does the live remotes. Jay Wallace. Jay Wallace. He's Jay almost, Wallace. He's like your uh, young investigative reporter. All three of you yeah. are the people where I'm like, I look and I go, God, those are guys I could have a beer with. I appreciate that a lot because you're right. Albert, I've had a few beers with Albert. Jay Wallace, I've got to check and make sure he's old enough to have a beer. That's a young man. He's, I'm teasing. He's a, very, he's a great, and you know what the thing He had is, a little stubble this morning. Yeah. And I was like, is he growing a beard? Jay, you grow a beard with me, you son of a bitch. You grow a beard. I hope he does. And I'm going to tell him that <laughs> when I see him tomorrow. But the fact of the matter is, you know, the let me just talk about this for a second. Millennials Please. get a bad rap in Austin, I think. And let me just explain to you why. Because I work with several people that are a lot younger than me. Much like Ron Corningstone. You know, you've got to be the elder statesman sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in that role now. But the, the the hard part about that is these kids now, and I call them kids, they're in their 20s. Some of them work really hard. Jay Wallace and some of these people that I work with at KB work really hard. And I think get a bad rap because millennials kind of comes off with a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, no, it does. I mean, I, we were talking with a group. And uh, my business partner in the experience firm, he was just like, are you going to make someone cry today? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope not. Is that my intent? Is that, it's, not my, it's never my intent uh -huh. to make someone cry. But uh, at the same time, I mean, if they're doing something wrong, I'm going to call them out. Majority of the time, they're not doing anything wrong. There might be a... They just don't have the tracker. They usually millennials give a bad rap because they're put in a position yeah. that's a little ahead, and Austin sure. has a bad habit of doing that. That's a great point. And they're just a little over their head. Yeah. Whereas, like I've jokingly called myself unhirable because I'm 43, so I got 23 years of experience. And someone goes, "No, no." I mean, I have CEOs like Jason. We need someone to do this. I'm like, sure. Like hire a firm, hire Elijah and I. We'll, we'll get it done. And he goes, "No, no, no. We don't need good like you." Uh, I, need, I want the title, but I need to pay like 50 grand. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't help you. Exactly. And, but that's, once again, not the millennial's fault. That's a CEO who got $2 million in funding. And they're like, I'm, I mean, no, I'm sure they mean no offense to me. Like, I'm not pulling on Jason. And, I mean, listen, and everyone get, gets that money differently. Well, <laughs> so, by the way, if Sorry, you're wondering why we paused and laughed, it's the erection part where Ron Burgundy is uh, blaming the pleats in his pants with a pattern as to why he is excited to see Veronica Corningstone after he sculpted his guns. Yeah, he's got some issues. He's got right. some issues. Uh, my favorite part is actually when he walks back a little hunched over and then uh -huh. goes, don't act like you're not impressed. Will <laughs> yeah. Ferrell, man. He's, he's a unique individual. I mean, I think he is, uh, he's one of those people that you watch 
And at the same time, like I would never yeah. want to have a conversation with, I can't keep up. Yeah. Like I would never be able to keep up with this guy. Let me tell you something about him. Please. Um, you know, when you're in, in our business and you get to talk to certain people and you get to, you get to meet people you probably wouldn't otherwise get to sure. meet. Uh, you hope that they're as nice as in your mind you think they are going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Will Ferrell was in Georgetown about four or five years ago for a golf tournament for his friend from college. And he, long story short, his friend had cancer and had his leg amputated because in order to, to, to get rid of the cancerous cells in his leg. Well, he has a fundraiser now every year for this charity. And this particular year, they had it in Georgetown. And I got to interview Will Ferrell. And I have to tell you, he is as funny and as nice as you think he's going to be. Really? Which was amazing. He talked to everybody that was there, all the people that had come to sign up. You see, they spent a lot of money to be there. But the fact of the matter was, he was genuinely as nice as you think he's going to be. And everything he said was freaking hilarious. From the tee box to the green, he was a great dude. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love to hear that. I was, I, uh, I played at the... George Lopez Celebrity Golf Invitational uh-huh. down in LA, and it's just you get paired up with a celebrity. Yeah. The night before, uh, the uh, Cardinals GM back in the uh, Tony La Russa. Yeah. Met him. The manager. Yeah. The, yeah, the manager. yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. And uh, I was with my buddy Regan, and he's from Chicago. He's a great guy. Cubbies fan. Wears his Cubs T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Tony slips off one of his World Series rings, and he just slides, and he goes, "That's as close as you're going to get to that." Champ. Wow! And now, of course, Regan wants to golf in the tournament again because he wants sure. to. And like, I don't know if Tony still golf's in it, but we also met John Rocker. Oh! And I didn't know who John Rocker. They're like, his hair's like got this bob. It's about to his shoulders. It's all one length. He's a huge man. He's still he's in a great big great shape. Yeah. And Tony walks up and he's just like, hey, we're talking, we're chatting it up. And then John comes in and he sits down I'm like, oh, hey, who are you? And Tony slapped me across the face. <laughs> he's like, that, sir, yeah, is John Rocker. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So then the next morning we all drank. We had a good time. Uh-huh. We're all playing and they're the group behind us. And John hits up on us a little bit. And I think <laughs> I'm still funny from the night before. And I walk up and go, hey, if you hit up us again, uh, I'm going to launch this ball somewhere in the stratosphere. And he grabbed me by the top of the head, and oh. he goes, I don't need your shit today, Jason. I've got a headache. Wow. Hangover, maybe. And I was just going, well, <laughs> I would like it if you look out of my head first. I think that'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah, um, you don't want to piss John Rocker off. He's a ball. big man. Yeah. And he's, I don't know 100%, but something tells me he's had issues. Still got he's had issues. I don't, I, 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 won't, I won't blow up his spot on the conversations we had, but then he wanted to go hunt in Montana. I was like, oh, hold wow. on, we just had a conversation over here. Um, with a gun? Yeah, well, yeah. It was, it was very... There were some things that were okay, and there were some things that were disheartening. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I can't turn you loose with my family in Montana because they don't think the way you think, even though they're up in Montana. Yeah, yeah. And they'll just leave you in the woods. There might be some problems for you getting home. Yeah, yeah you're. You know, I mean, you're in great shape, but... You can run. Mountain shape is way different it's than totally. jogging shape. That's uh, that's pretty funny because I think John Rocker is one of those guys that, you know, career-wise, it wasn't that wonderful. But, man, people know that name as soon as you say it. They know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Larissa swears. He goes, he could and he said it in front of Rocker. He goes, he could have been one of the greatest pitchers of all time if he could learn to keep his mouth shut. And keep it shut. He could throw the ball hard, though. 
He was, you know what he was? He was the Ron Burgundy of the big leagues. <laughs> you think about it, you know who he is. You feel like he could have probably been really good. Yeah. But he really didn't live up to the billing. You know? He didn't live up to the billing, which is about 90% of sports people, right? 100%, I think. I mean, it's just. Yeah, absolutely. Outside of, and even then, I mean, even the greats like Michael Jordan. Yeah didn't live up to sports billing. I feel bad for people like Tony Romo, who never won a Super Bowl, being there like, oh, he didn't live up to him. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm not, so I will prep. I think this is going to come across as a compliment because I'm born and raised a San Francisco 49ers fan only only because Joe Montana, and I was raised in Montana, so I was like, well, that guy's got the stays, but I think. It totally makes sense. It only makes sense. And my dad was a Cowboys fan, so I got to antagonize him the whole oh, time. Oh, wow. So it was both in the family. So both in the family. But I can I can honestly say that Tony Romo did not have the support, if you will. Uh, he didn't have he didn't have what Troy Aikman always the had. The supporting cast? Yeah. No, there's no question. The eight, you know, the 89 to 96 Cowboys, talent-wise, were far, far better than what Tony Romo had for his entire career. And I think it's an embarrassment when people, and once again, I'm a 49er fan, but I think it's an embarrassment when people compare Tony Romo to Jeff Garcia. Because Jeff Garcia was a good quarterback, but he had better talent around him on offensive line, defensive. He just, Jeff Garcia, they both had T.O., but (laughs) Jeff was, it's not that he was a bad quarterback Uh or a good quarterback. Jeff was a good quarterback. I think Tony Romo, respectively, he's, he's someone who was actually a great quarterback and if they would have ever gotten rid of him, he would have won a Super Bowl somewhere else. I agree. I think he would have won a Super Bowl had he played one more season. I think that he had the ability to. But the thing of the matter is, don't feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for Tony Romo. Tony Romo's got a beautiful family. He's making tons of cash and will make cash for a long time. He's yeah. going to be one of those guys that in literally in 30 years, he could still be doing what he's doing. Now. Oh, like yeah. John Madden did and Pat Summerall and these guys that just carved out a career. You know, being a broadcast. Well, I mean, you, I, I believe, like, all of us as we get older, right, he just made a choice early on, and he goes, I just want to walk when I'm 50. Yeah. Well, and that's a good, that's a great point, you know. Football's a violent game. It is. It's, yeah. it's a crazy, I mean, and it, so Ed DeBartolo, Eddie Jr., DeBartolo Jr. Yeah. used to live in Whitefish, Montana. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And he would come to a bar that I managed mm-hmm. called First Avenue Bar and Grill in Kalispell. Did he ever play the flute? Like uh... He couldn't play the flute. <laughs> like, we're going we're gonna to get to the flute because I want to know if you have a hidden talent. <laughs> but Ed would always come in. He goes, Jason, yeah. can you open the bar? Wow. I'm like, sure. And then he'd bring in 49ers. And so I met Dwight Clark. I met all these 49ers. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then he would just... Call me a hundred bucks okay. and go, hey, thanks. And he goes, make sure I get the bill. So I'd get tipped a hundred just to bring him the bill. You kind of guessed. Well, I mean, yeah, because then Dwight would try to tip me 20. I'm like, Dwight, I don't, no, no, don't worry about it. Really? That'd have been like, put it right here in my left pocket. <laughs> the hundred's in my right. <laughs> so we've got four losers. Yeah. We've got one winner. Who wants to guess who the winner is? It's the billionaire at the table. It's the billionaire, yeah. And then I'd give him, and he'd always tip a couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and I'd make sure everyone left him alone. And we had like a wild safari thing in there. He had giraffes and tigers, and he had all wow. sorts of crazy stuff there. Mm-hmm. But that's just what he did. That was, but he would come in and do that two or three times a year. Sure. And he would ask for me, and I'd take care of him, and I'd kick everyone out of the bar. If the bar was closed, I'd open it and put him in there. He's a great guy. Ran that team well. 
Um, oh yeah, no doubt about it. He's a Hall of Famer for God's sake. Oh yeah, I mean it's just I'm, I'm sad with what his sister and her husband have yeah. done with that with that team. Well, you're right, but I think they're trending upwards with Garoppolo and some of the free agents and the former Longhorns. Yeah, they've got now it's it's one of those teams I think that you got to be on the lookout for. Now, does that tear you apart when yes, you have absolutely. Longhorns that don't go to the Cowboys, absolutely. which is which is a lot? I mean, no, oh, yeah. it's like you would think the Cowboys would be like, oh, let's keep it in house. Like, yeah. I don't care. I don't think. I mean, I'm glad they don't think fandom. Yeah, well, but they that's don't. True. They don't think fandom. They don't base it on where you played college football. Good no. But yeah, it'd be nice to have. It'd be nice. To, I, I would have liked to have seen Vince Young in Houston, or I would like oh. to have seen you know Ricky Williams in Dallas. That would have been amazing. But you're right. It's as Johnny long, Manziel backing up in Houston, maybe Johnny Football. You know what? This is my thing, and, and you can put this down in ink. Johnny Manziel will be on an NFL team. Now, he why is, will he be on an NFL team? And, and by the way. The, the one of the one of the <laughs> best or worst sex scenes of all time yeah, it's is playing. It's, yeah. the, it's the worst. It's the, worst. It's, it's the absolute worst. Is uh, playing now, but now and, and as that's playing, we are going to talk about Johnny Manziel because yeah, it's <laughs> "Do me on the rainbow, Ron" is a classic line. Can't beat it. And they're riding unicorns. So now, why Johnny Manziel and not Colin Kaepernick? Is it the that, Neil? You know, that's a great. That's a great point and I don't know why well I, I mean, know I know why I know why I feel like people aren't giving Kaepernick a chance is it right or is it wrong that's not my place to say yeah. I don't own those teams I feel like Johnny Manziel has done things personally that don't really they don't really affect the national conversation one way or the other mm-hmm. Kaepernick, for whatever reason, these owners are so afraid that he's going to come into their franchise and cause division within the fan base. I feel like that's the reason Kaepernick's got, he's not getting a chance. He was rumored to be going to Baltimore at one point last year. And my God, the Ravens fans were up in arms just at the mere mention of his name in their team. And by the way, I mean, for Baltimore to rumor that, or anyone to rumor that, if you just do a simple Google search on most racist city in America, well, I mean, Baltimore comes up in the in the in the top one. They've had problems. They've had problems, and and it's I mean, Boston's had problems. I think there are cities where he could do well or play well. What my thing is this, and I think this is where we failed all of these young men across the board. And some break out and they do great, and sure. some are Kaepernick. One, you give someone a dump truck load of, of, of money. Exactly. And then two, you have social justice warriors on each side sure. saying, plead my case. We had, uh, I had a guy tell me, was, I told you earlier, we had this opportunity with, with a group and one of my, someone emailed me, we were talking about it because they're making our t-shirts and he goes, oh, are you going to do that Will Smith movie, Concussion? I said, I only have so much capital, social yeah. capital, that I can use. Sure. And I'm not wasting it on a gotcha moment. That's a gotcha. That's a big gotcha. And that's a yeah. big gotcha, but I'm not wasting it because I don't think that that benefits this podcast or anything moving forward. Whereas fun movies and having these kind of conversations, which someone's like, how does this relate to Anchorman? It doesn't. Shut up. <laughs> we're, having a beer, we're having a beer and we're talking. Just, yeah, just keep, keep, listening. keep, keep, keep yeah. up with the beers and keep listening sure. and put Anchorman on silent in the background. You know, I mean, Breck loves lamps. But <laughs> does we, does. we failed them on educating them, not on home ec, yeah. but like, oh, great, I can sew a pillow. I can't do my taxes. 
great. I know I know algebra too, but I don't know how to be socially conscious or, or what social capital is yeah. or what my influence is. I mean, I have a great friend starting running back for Michigan the last time they won a national championship. Okay. Michigan and Montana played in the NCAA first round. They were down by two at the half. I go, well, we'll just call this a day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I consider us a win. That's a great game. A great half. A great half. Yeah. Uh, horrible second half for Montana. Uh, but, yeah, but they were in the tournament. They I mean, were in the tournament, and they were doing good. Yeah. Uh, but it was. A, but Chris and I were talking, and he's like, no one prepares you. No, no one prepares you. Everyone talks about, oh, the cursed lottery winner. No one prepares you for every cursed lottery winner that is every kid that's busted his ass from Jump Street to here sure. to get to where they want to go. And then we put their feet to the fire and say, hey, why aren't you a social justice warrior, Michael Jordan? Why aren't you this, Magic Johnson? Yeah. Oh, and then why are you this, Colin Kaepernick? Exactly. And that's, I mean, to me, that is the most unfair thing to a young man that is not even 30. Listen, I was a dickhead when I got my student loans. Okay. I bought pizza for the whole floor. Dang. Snuck in beers. Which I lived on that floor. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. getting 40 million bucks, 20 million bucks, 5 million bucks. And have success at your job the way he had. He went to the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and then to also have the vitriol reaction of being the first 49er quarterback to lose a Super Bowl yeah. and have a city hate you because you went to the Super Bowl and lost. Yeah. I can't imagine the weight. And I don't want to. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. No, I, I can't imagine it. You're right. And I think the thing with Kaepernick, too, though, is I think that the unpredictability of his eye, what is he going to do? What is he going to keep doing what he's doing? Is he going to stop? Is he going to start making more of a statement about things? From an owner standpoint, I feel like that's why the chances aren't there. The opportunities aren't there because they don't they don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm just a regular guy who watches sports religiously and I've been a fan of his skill for a long time when he was at Nevada. I remember them. They beat Boise State, and I thought, "Wow, yeah, this well, they guy's beat Boise amazing, State, you know." And then he comes in, and Alex Smith goes down, and all of a sudden they're in the damn Super Bowl. And then the next thing you know, he's taking a knee, and everything stopped. And I think that's what's wrong with our society now. Well, I'm not going to get too deep. No, but it's, it's fine. Listen, Anchorman. you can you can get as deep as you want. <laughs> We'll bring it back to something funny. I don't care. But let me tell you, it's it's kind of like Ron Burgundy's hair. There's a there's a point in our society where you're either in or you're out, and nowadays it's so defined by which one you are. Are you in or are you out? Do you have this hairstyle or are you going to try something else? And most people stick with what they choose initially. And I know that's a really convoluted way to tell it, but I feel like this society these days, if you say I'm X, you never can go BY anymore. You're X from now on. Colin Kaepernick took a knee. He's the guy that took a knee forever in our society. He can never remedy that by saying, maybe if I do this, it will make it better. I feel like in our society now, you're either in or out. You're black or you're white. Not to use a racial thing, just yeah. a pure color thing. You're one way or the other, and there's no changing anymore. No one can convince anyone anymore of their point of view. And I feel like as a society, that's where we're at. Ron Burgundy's hair is wonderful. It's not for everybody. Brick can't pull that off. No. He couldn't I mean, go with that. He's got to do a hard comb with long. <laughs> By the way, do you know... 
everyone except for Ron, we're going to look at Ron here real quick again, but um, yeah, everyone except for Ron has, Ron has super long sideburns. The sideburns. I mean, down exactly. to the jawline. Those are solid right there. Now, solid. when you were a sportscaster, yeah. we, got, we got Champ on here. Um, Champ. Champ had his uh, whammy. Uh, did you have a did you have a tagline? Did you I have a, did not. you did not did you think about cultivating one? No, like, it was too played. Boom out. goes the dynamite. Yeah. I, just... I felt weird even saying things that resembled a tagline. And I know some people do it and get away with it, but me Oh yeah. Man, I couldn't do that. I was lucky if I got all my crap edited on time and in the in the booth and I was in the booth in time. You know, ready to go. That tie, by the way, Ron Burgundy has on. I think I could pull that off today. I know you can pull that off today. It's a solid look. I don't know that you can pull off Champ's jacket, but no. you can pull off that tie. The, the, the fashion is very, 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 very 70s. Yes. Um, I, I do love the the idea of watching this. One of my favorite parts is when he goes, well, no, I mean, listen, I'd love to go to the pancake breakfast, but Veronica and I are going, I think it's yogging. I think it's a soft G. And I'm like... And I, I, I mean, I remember like my dad, yeah. one of my many dads, uh, <laughs> you know, like working out, but he didn't work out like we work out. Like he didn't go to a, he didn't go to pure 24 or yeah. lifetime or whatever. He was like, wake up and he's doing push-ups and push sit-ups. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he's corralling our two horses or he's uh, doing something like man work, man work. Yeah. One, I mean, for anyone who's bucked bales, yeah. that's a workout. Put that on your CrossFit. Put that on your workout of the day. That'll shake you. Buck some bales. Sure. But also, I think that used to be a workout. And now today, if you're like, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, someone's like, good warm-up. Yeah, a little different. A little different. Mm -hmm. A little different. What's your your health workout routine? I try to go to the gym three or four days a week. I, again, I'm an old guy. I'm not. I'm not trying. You're not an old to guy. Be, We're two years apart. Don't well, be yeah, lumping me in with this old guy. I stuff. think of you as a guy in his <laughs> mid twenties. You're a very young looking guy. I, you know what? I try. I think as a television person, you have to at least try to maintain some maintain mm-hmm. some semblance of shape. So I go to the gym. I lift. I, I've lifted my whole life. I have played sports my whole life. And I've tried to at least stay somewhat fit. I think it's harder the, the older you get. Let's yeah. be honest, the harder it is. And these courses aren't helping anything. But no, I can tell you don't. the fact of the matter is I try to do you know do a little work three or four days a week on, on average. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go to the gym. You know, nice. pump, pump a little iron, as they say. There you go. I like it. iron anymore. Like it's not, right? Rubber. So um, the, the, the executive news editor, he's got a crazy kid, right? I mean, the, the nuns at the school, I guess, goes to a Catholic school. It's on German corn. Uh, he took acid. You've got how many kids you have? I have two kids. You have two kids. Yeah. What's your, what, so I, oh. I have one, and sometimes I only ask questions just so I, my, my kid yeah. in the future, I feel bad. She's going to be like, She's my not dad. Again? She's four. Oh, wow. That's a fun age. Yeah. It's a fun age of not knowing how to pronounce certain words. Yeah. What's, your, what's been like one of your craziest parent <laughs> moments? Well, my kids are pretty. My kids are pretty regular kids. I have a fifteen, yeah. soon to be sixteen year old. Oh my wow, gosh! And I have a uh, a thirteen year old eighth grader, daughter younger, son older. Okay. Um, my kids and you know they're good kids. We do a lot of amusement parks. We go really? all over the country to these to these. And for some reason, my wife and I have always enjoyed it, and now our kids enjoy it. 
I should have. Yeah. Pl- I should. We should have played vacation for you. That you know Shit. what? That would have been. I mean, good. You might have to come back. Funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, we should. I love this. Okay. This is great. We went to the park where that was shot. We went to Wally World. It's actually called Six Flags Magic Mountain in California. Yeah, yeah. We went there uh, last Christmas. Matter of fact, come on. And I took the picture. I've got it on my phone. I can show you later of the entrance where the you know I had to you know, do the drive in and everything like that. But we do that a lot, and my kids are very, very. Uh, they're very interested in. Those kinds of things, roller coasters and fun rides and scary things. And nobody's puked, nobody's gotten too sick. Nice uh, on those. So that's kind of our thing. That's, that's kind of your thing. thing. Yeah, I was. Uh, so every weekend I walk my daughter up to. We live in down in Circle C, okay. and I walk her to the coffee bean and tea leaf or to H E B. We're we're close enough. We're about a mile away. Okay. And we get a donut, and I get a cup of coffee, and she gets a little milk. And we're walking, and she goes, "Hey, Dad, uh, where's where's the semen?" I said, I'm sorry, what did you say? She goes, where's, where's, is, is, is the semen all over the road? And, oh. I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I watch one, too much Dateline. And two, I don't think she's in bed when I'm watching Dateline. This is not okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. She goes, you know, the semen. And she points out, I go, you mean cement? Oh, the oh cement. no, no. Cement is the sidewalk. Yeah. That's asphalt over there, which I can't wait for her to mispronounce that one. <laughs> asphalt day. is a whole other word. <laughs> it's a whole yeah, other yeah. bag of chips I got to unpack. Uh-huh. And she goes, that. great. Is the semen going to get us the donut? And I was like, okay, you know, we need to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Dad needs a break. <laughs> Let's sing a song, honey. We're going to do a hard pause on this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> it's just something else. Oh, that's, yeah, you don't want to see a bunch of semen for sure. That's oh, not a good thing. God bless. And she's just, she's like, what? I don't understand why you're so uncomfortable. Like, I don't understand why I'm profusely sweating either. Oh, but we, I'm glad no one else is here. Oh, that's funny. See, that's that's those are the moments you're going to always remember. Oh, I have an email account that yeah. I opened up when she was born. I don't email her as much as I used to, but I try to like well, once every idea. couple of weeks yeah. so she can read how just crazy her father that's was. That's a great idea. And, uh, and I shot her an email on that. And I'm sure she's going to be like, and there's also now... A recording of this. Yeah. Why, Father? Why <laughs> play at your wedding? That's why you gotta. Hey, you gotta keep them where they need to be, man. Oh, you have to. Absolutely. Or you gotta, man. That's smart. That's a good idea. It's, you know, she's she's been coming to business meetings with me since she was six months old. Wow. That's we impressive. were we were at a meeting probably six months ago, and we're all talking. She's on her iPad, and the guy goes, "Man." Thirty minutes in, he goes. I totally forgot your daughter. Sure, she's so good, and she's typing away and she's having fun on the iPad. Mm-hmm. It's her reward. Like you got to be with the, you want to come to dad's meeting, you got to be on the iPad. She's like, oh great, you got to be quiet. Yeah, perfect. And then she chimes and she goes, "Hey, you're not listening to my dad's questions. He's going to get frustrated." Wow, <laughs> little assistant coming up here. That's my business a partner was like. She's as rude as you are. <laughs> I was awesome. just like, hey, she's as great as I am. How dare you? Wow. Now, you, we almost had to delay this a little bit because there was a, an anchor that called in sick. Yeah. You, you got, yeah. God bless you for getting coverage. You could have come in at any time. We would have made it work. But have you have you ever missed a broadcast? Never missed a broadcast. Well, yeah. I mean, I've called in sick or I had yeah. issues with family. But I've never uh, forgotten or lost track of time or anything like that. Never overslept and you're like, no. Oh, you know what? Hey, Yvonne, Yvonne, I'm sorry. You're going yeah. to run solo on this one, champ. I have not one time missed because I slept in. 
And wow. I've been doing the morning show for six and a half years now. So you guys go on live at five, right? We go on live at four thirty. Four thirty. Four thirty to seven. We so are you're there at three forty five? I get there about three fifteen. Oh wow. I get up at two thirty, make a couple of eggs and drive in. I got about a twenty minute commute. Okay. So I get there about three fifteen. It's early, man. But the thing of the the thing of it is, it's it's once you get used to that schedule, especially mm-hmm. on Fridays, it's so great to be off work at ten thirty or eleven o'clock. You got the whole day. I wish I played golf because I'd play golf every day if I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I played golf. I mean, I go to golf tournaments. I mean, it just makes me a fantastic day drinker. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I, mean, I, w- I went out with this one group, and they, everyone tees off with their big drivers. Sure. Let's pull a five iron up. Listen, I'm just going to pump it 225 yards down the center. Just knock it down the middle. Give us knock it seat. down the middle. Yeah. I will give me four or five beers in me, and then uh, back nine, I'll pull the driver out, and we'll just find out where this ball goes. Let's see what happens. <laughs> we'll just see what That's happens. That's how I played. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. yeah this is called roulette. Sure. We just don't know where it's going to go or what's going to happen, but could I'm excited about it. It could be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a good top golfer. I'm a hell of a top golfer. You like that? that oh. By the way, that's a great... Is that the best invention ever? I, I think mean, it's ever. one of them. It's one of the best inventions. Unless you're going to put... A top golf style kickball game above this bar. That would be fun too. But you only can put like two or three people up there. Unless you're gonna do that. I mean, Top Golf is Top Golf and an Alamo Draft House where I can sit in a movie yes. and get yes. a pizza delivered to me and That's a cold beer awesome. and my kid gets her old kid menu. Yeah. I can watch Ferdinand the Bull. Whatever, whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. That's don't matter. care. It's fantastic. Let me tell you what we did this week on Daybreak. We went to an axe-throwing club. Have you heard of these things yet? I have. um, Don't know I'm mature enough to hold an axe. Oh, and it's BYOB, by the way. So you you can bring boots? You can bring in as much as you can hold, but you have to be careful not to cut a fidget on Because it could happen on these. I mean, these are like real hatchets they're throwing against these walls. How'd you do? Uh, You know what? I did okay at the end. At the beginning, it took me a minute. But at the end, I finally got a hang. Because it's all about distance between yourself and the the target. Once Mm -hmm. you get used to and figure out your proper distance, you could stick them. I could stick them pretty good there. The the, the axes, I'm talking. The axes. Now, that's part of So you guys do the, you take over jobs. We do the jobs, yeah. And this is called the adventures, like Daybreak Adventures. Is what oh, nice. Yeah. So you're still doing the jobs thing as well? We're doing the jobs thing. I went and made whiskey the other day, for gosh sake. Nice. Why don't you come bartend? Dude, that would be awesome. I would you love can. to do that. You can. I'll get you. That, that, that's yeah, let's that's a that. tech. You want to come bartend? Let's work. But see, the, the, the catch is most of them have to be done in the early morning hour. That's the only bad. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll get, you don't think I can fill this bar? It holds 40 people. Let's I'll fill this bar in the early morning <laughs> hour. Can we get chainsaw in here? <laughs> we'll get chainsaw. Let's get chainsaw We'll, we'll get a couple. We'll have people asking to make them a Cosmo, a little Ooh, lemon drop. Yeah. I, you know what? I could get Yvonne. If I have alcohol, Yvonne will be down here. Yvonne's like, mind me saying. might be a two-person show for that she one. She definitely want to be in on Listen, that. You want, wrong if you that. guys want to do that, we'll, I can make that we'll happen as easy as pie. I like That's that. That's super easy. It's fun. So, I, I mean, I've bartended for years mm-hmm. I've, I've loved it um we it was always also about my idea of the bartending was always about one the drink and the insult yeah and it was about making friends and having fun but then also you're always going to get the person who comes in oh, hey listen uh, i got to order vodka cran they drank half of it i just don't i don't think there's no vodka in here half of it and i'm like that's fine just hand it over and then i just 
start pouring vodka. And like, that's enough. I'm like, no, 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 champ. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> you said it wasn't enough at the beginning. Here you go. Don't and I'll fill it to the brain where almost like that bubble comes yeah. over. Where, like, oh, yeah. you, you're going to spill some. Yeah. You've got to take the sip off the table. That's how I fill it in. And then you go, oh, I can't. Guy goes, I, I, can't, I can't drink this. No, you're going to drink it. He goes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to one, I already put it on your tab, mm-hmm. and two, you're going to drink it, and if you don't, I'm going to turn the band's music off over the speakers. <laughs> and you're responsible. And you're responsible. <laughs> you go, you won't do that. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. And I turned all the music off, and the band, like, and I go, this guy won't drink the drink. Uh, wow. I made him. And he complained about it, so I put more vodka in. Yeah. And then he has the gall, like, hey, it was a little too much vodka. And uh, there's 200 people in this bar, and they start booing and throwing ice oh, at that's it. That's not a good scene. Yeah, it's right. not a good scene. Now, I think it's a hilarious scene. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, hindsight 2020, super violent scene. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> As it turned out, As wasn't it turned the out. smartest move? No. Yeah. He drank that, promptly ran out, and then I used to make this famous comment where I'd go, listen, I don't go down to the docks and kick the sailor's dicks out of your mouth where you're working. Don't tell me wow. how to do my job. Wow. <laughs> a little aggressive. I bet that went over well. <laughs> Maybe. Once again, in a bar, there's not a lot of HR complaints. When, Maybe that's a good when, when the Me Too thing came out, yeah. I understood. When they started going after chefs and restaurants, I was like, that's, that's easy pickings. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. that is not, not a place that should probably, and it should be cleaned up for sure. But yeah. at the same time. It's been a questionable tre- uh, uh, it's trend. It's a oh, super. Yeah. I mean, I look back at some of the things. I mean, I cooked on the line to pay for college, uh, and I managed a billiards hall and gambled to pay for college, and maybe that got hey, wait, wait. That, you gambled to play to pay for college. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I, was, I used to be a good pool player. Yeah, uh, it got me kicked out of Bible college. Well, hey, you can't was, play pool at the Bible college. That's what mom always did. Yeah, you know, you can't gamble. <laughs> can't you can fraternize with the ladies, drink, gamble, and play pool. Like That's those are, not, yeah. it's the one thing when the school finds out, they're like, I don't know that you're actually really reading the same book that we're reading. Probably, probably a good idea for them to get rid of you. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. it was, listen, we were not a, I remember I did this sermon and we got done and there was like 250 people. And the first thing I do is I move the pulpit off to the side and there's steps going up. And I grab the mic and I sit down and I'm like, is it more comfortable where I level? And then I do it. And we get done, and I walk back, and the guy's like, hey, man, that was kind of smart. You moved the thing. I'm like, it was a really good sermon, by the way. I liked your points. How'd you, what did you do? And he's the head pastor, and I'm just a kid from college. Yeah. I go, uh, I know what you're talking about. Did you see what I did out there? I made them laugh and then cry and then cry and then laugh back and forth about 100 people mm-hmm. three times. The emotional swing to do that, batshit crazy. Yeah. And he looked at me and he's like, Never be a pastor again. <laughs> <laughs> this is it for you, sir. Sir, this, this is, is not for you. This is how you get caught up in controversy. Yeah. Jim Baker, BTL, uh-huh. pay the lady, uh-huh. you know, or praise the Lord. It depends on what time of the year you saw. Yeah. Oh no, I hear you. That's interesting, though. You know what? At least you got good advice. You get you get some, right? You get a, you get a little good advice from someone who's just like, hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to. Call this a day now. <laughs> let's for let's sure. cut it off right here before somebody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you, sir. Fine, find somewhere else to talk, but not to these people. Not They're looking people. for something, and I don't need to start a cult right now. <laughs> not where you need to be. Not, not, not exactly where you need to be. Yeah, makes sense. 
So on a bad work day, they just had a bad work day. They oh, go out and buy suits. Sure. You have a bad day. What's your what's your bad day coping mechanism? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, you know what? It's hard for me because I don't. The hours I have, I don't really have time to sulk and 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 find the, the nearest bar because, quite honestly, it's two thirty in the morning. Uh, there are only one kind of person in a bar. Uh, either me. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. But it's me. But you know, I don't. We don't have a whole lot of really bad days. I think a lot of times. I'm able to just let it fall off, man. And when I leave work, I leave work. I'm a news junkie because I'm always keeping up with things that are going on, you know, either online or, or I'm a Twitter geek. And, and things like that keep me in, informed. So I can kind of check out and start thinking about the next day. That's how I deal with a bad day. I don't worry nice. about it. It's, and I did it for a long time. I let it kill me. If I had a bad and when I was doing sports primarily, if I had a bad day bad day or or said something incorrectly or, or did something grammatically that was horrible it would just eat me up eat me up but now it's just you know it's tv i'm not doing brain surgery you know yeah. i'm up there talking about things that are happening to other people for the most part and as long as i get the facts right as long as i get the, the story correctly that's tell the story correctly i'm okay most nice days. yeah now do you Famously, and I listened to Joe Rogan a lot. He's like, he's always saying, never, never read emails, no. bad emails. Never read responses on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just leave, ignore. Do you ignore social media comments, uh, or do you listen? <laughs> I try to. It's easy to say not to do it's it. Super easy to say. But when that thing and you see it and you, and we got up again. I don't. I don't think that as a local media person, unless we really do something to piss somebody off. We don't get much negative. That's good. Um, used to be a phone call or two if we had something wrong, but mm-hmm. for the most part, we're pretty easy. You know, we're easy targets in that most people have access to us now. And I feel like, uh, for whatever reason, it's almost made it easier for us to do our jobs because we know the back and forth is going to happen, uh, and the negative is not is far outweighed by the positive. Okay. If that makes sense. It's, sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that have opinions on what goes on, but now there's so many choices. If they don't like it, they're just going to turn the channel. I mean, you hope, right? I hope. Well, I hope they don't. Turn or the they channel, don't turn the I channel. Hope they don't send a nasty message or something. I mean, I'm so I've 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 I'm taking the Sam Tripoli approach yeah. of podcasts. And like, you can hate me all day long. I'm like, you can send me the nastiest message in the world. I just need you to, from your phone. On iTunes and give me five stars. <laughs> Why are you doing it? Yeah, I mean, just like, go and click that fifth star. Then. Just yeah. you do five stars. We were and it, it, it reminded me of we were. Um, I was with my buddy in uh, down in Miami, and we we're actually in Palm Beach, and we we're hanging out. And there's a woman who has this 90 foot long semi, wow. and it's, it's two pieces. Mm-hmm. And a performance stage pops out, and a big jumbotron pops up, and there's two commercial kitchens inside. There's awesome. a walk-in cooler. There's eight beer taps off to the side. And she had flown us down, and she goes, hey, can you guys help market and sell this? I'm like, wow. I mean, I think we can. Florida State Seminoles ended up buying it. They wrapped it, and they, they take it to their games. The weight and size, it's a very difficult piece of machinery to move sure. and the insurance around it and everything else. But we are back to the ratings thing. We're in, a, we're in an Uber, and I said, hey, it's a five stars for five stars. The guy goes, of course. And my buddy goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, uh, I have a 4.98 rating. He goes, no, you don't. You're drunk a lot. There's no way you have a 4.9. No way, yeah. And he opens it up and he goes, he's got a 4.98 rating. Wow. Like, that's why I picked you guys, because of him. Like, he gets premier service because he's above 4.5. Yeah. 
You scratch go, my back, I'll scratch Yeah, you. and I go, so, and Chad, my buddy Chad goes, what's my rating? He goes, oh, you'll have to get the next Uber. And he goes, I'm getting the next Uber. Chad gets an Uber. His is a 4.2 rating. Oh, wow. He loses his mind. It's like a Black Mirror thing. Do you ever watch Black oh, Mirror? Oh, yeah. So I love Black Mirror. Yeah. And he's offering people 20 bucks to give me a one-star rating. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't you mess up my 4.98 rating. Yeah. No, that's a, good, that's a good rating. Someone gave me four stars once. Oh. I'm going to find him, mm-hmm. make him give me five stars. But other than that, I mean, come on. That's hilarious. Isn't our society great? We, we literally <laughs> rate each other based on our actions and what are what we say or what we don't say. I mean, I blame Yelp and Favor, oh, right? Yeah. I just Yelp. I blame those two. And Yelp's like, we're not a rating company. We're a marketing company. Yeah, right. It's weird because all I do is rate people. <laughs> That's all I've ever done. That's all I've ever done. Rate people and check other people's ratings. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, one, uh, one of the craziest – and weirdest fight scenes of, 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 of all time. It's quite violent when you really it's, look. It's really it's, violent, right? I, I mean, remember it being this violent. A man lost his arm. A man lost his arm. Uh, another guy gets stabbed with the trident, but kills a guy. He brings a grenade to the fight. Is that Lucy? Now, did you, um, growing up in Texas, yes. you grew up in Montana. You, you grew up in Texas, right? I did. Born and raised. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's drinking a Miller High Life. It's a good beer. Uh, did you, uh, younger man, get into fights? I was I wasn't really a fighter. I was kind of a wimp, to be quite honest with you. I, I played a, I played sports and minded my own business. Okay. I got my ass kicked a couple of times, but you know nothing too crazy. Yeah. Too crazy. I remember in uh, in high school, we could we, we could drive back and forth, Big Fork, Montana, driving there, graduating class as sixty two. Wow. Sixty well sixty one. Kid went to prison, so X him out. <laughs> rough town. It was a Jay, rough town. What chainsaw? <laughs> was, was it? it was not chainsaw. <laughs> Gold different story, just craziness. Not chainsaw. Oh, I just love that. No, no, I love it. It's really like I'm just gonna hashtag this episode's chainsaw. Hell yeah, man. He's gonna find me. And be like, I owe you one. Yeah. If you? he's not in prison, if he's I'm probably back. Um, but yeah, we would we would drive to the park, mm-hmm. and you just draw numbers and just get into a fist fight. Wow. That's see, that's hardcore. That's man stuff right there. I'm way. I, I, see, I think that's dumb stuff right yeah. there. Like that is just, oh, you're an idiot. No, I was an idiot. Yeah. And then I went back to Montana years later, and I go back now once every two years. But I was up there, and I'm in a bar and, uh, that my dad and I go into, and we're hanging out, and mm-hmm. one of my dads, and uh, we're uh, hanging out, and, <laughs> and this guy. You ever, goes, had dad, you ever had dad reunions? No, so when I graduated college, all of my dad showed up, and then my mom, and there's a picture with my mom, and she's like, I married all these guys. I'm like, nothing to be proud of. That's just, there's five guys, there's there's five guys in a picture, and you're just like, everyone's like putting, but they're like, no, listen. Uh Uh-huh. And you know, so it was just, yeah, it was, a, it was that was a weird graduation. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, we definitely laced him up and had a good time, but. Montana, I hear they do that up there. We did it, but I remember this kid. I was like, "Oh, hey, I haven't seen you walk." Uh, you know, and he goes, "Oh, let's go." I used to live in Newport Beach, California, and he yeah, goes, "Beautiful oh, area, beautiful area." Because let's uh, did uh, did Newport did Newport Beach did Newport Beach uh, make you soft? Uh, sorry, brother, we're closed. We're recording a podcast right now. Thanks, mate. And I know we got a visitor all of a sudden. Can you close that door, please? Uh, and so he goes, "Hey, let's see if Newport Beach made you soft." Yeah. I go, okay. Which is understandable. It's understandable. He goes, so let's step outside. And I go, how about I buy you a beer? Yeah. He goes, you don't think I can afford a fucking beer? Oh, here we go. I mean, I can't win. Now I can't win. Now I'm at a loss. Now the other way, we're stepping outside. It's snowing outside. And so we walked outside. 
And like every fight, there's no real fights in the world. There's just fights. And the real fight is, is that you, you punch a guy in the nose. He falls down. Yeah. I put his face in the snow and I go, cool it off. I pull his wallet out of the back and I walk into the bar and I throw it down and I go, he's got my drinks all night. Mm-hmm. Make and, hey, that's a great way to and end then the, the And the reason why I don't like to fight is because unlike I don't get hangovers, you wake up, your fists hurt, yeah. your wrists hurt. Things are sore. Things are sore. Yeah. Like your body's not meant to hit other bodies like that. Not meant to do it. Not meant to do it. Now, Veronica Corningstone and uh, our dear friend Ron Burgundy are now, are now in a fight. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a crazy, it's a, one, I don't know if they could make this scene today. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I think it's a, I think that, I mean, outside of her macing him, like I believe her macing him is, yeah. is, is, is 100 But I don't know that a, a man on woman, by the way, the antennas, if, if oh, you've yeah. never been hit by an antenna by, by a sibling, it stings. It does sting, whether yeah. it's a car antenna or anything else. Yeah. It, um, it stings. I just I wonder, you know, what, what goes on in, in, in someone's brain where they're, they're cheering for this. I mean, this is, and then he sprays himself, which I love. Steve Carell is the best. I mean, come on. The guy does it all. And really, in this, nails the dumb guy right oh he nails the dumb guy for sure now question because one of the things that brings up that leads to this fight is that women have smaller brains yeah what is what is now called bro science what are some of the famous bro science things that or and it doesn't have to be like recently like i mean the earth is the center of the world uh-huh. the universe right yeah. we find out no it's not it's definitely not. And it's not flat either. It's, are you, are you sure? Flat. How dare you? Are you sure? Quite, I'm quite positive <laughs> the earth is round. Yes. <laughs> I had a friend ask me, he goes, why would someone think it's flat? Yeah. And I'm, I'm famous for creating lies. And then after I get someone bought in, I'm like, by the yeah. way, I just thought that I made one. But I said, it's like a record player. Yeah. And um, the, the South Pole is the edge. Okay. The North Pole is the center. Sure. So instead of flying like this, you fly like a record player. You just fly around. It goes in a circle. Yeah. It goes in a circle. Mm-hmm. It's still a circle. You still feel like you're doing something. It still feels like there's a bend because you're coming around a mountain. You're coming around this. You're doing this. He goes like, so you were really selling this. Oh no! I the whole thing. oh no! I sold him. Yeah. And he bought it. He's like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for helping me. And I said, I just made that all up. It's and it's a, a bold faced lob. <laughs> you would have thought I slapped his mama. Ooh. He was yeah. so disturbed by this. He yeah. just looked at me and said, why would you lie to me? I said, no, no, no. It's not lie. It's a predisposition towards a moral flexibility. Great way to put it. <laughs> Great way to put it. I like that idea. I could use that in many, many instances. Many in instances. Life. Yeah. Now, Ron Burgundy just said, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Um, it's the beginning of the it's end. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering... One, uh, biggest mistake you've made on air? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Uh, I mean, not that I want to put your spot on blast or anything, but is, is no, there, whether see. it's sports or, I, I always remember, before you say this, I remember the biggest mistake, uh, one of the biggest mistakes I made is I remember there was a reporter here in town mm-hmm. and I had emailed him. I said, hey, I want to, I want to uh, have you cover this thing. Yeah. Said, sure, of course. He goes, but I need to know all the details. Because I don't, and back to your sports thing, I don't report on a game and then not give the final score. You gotta have the end. Yeah. You gotta have the end. Sure. And I just forgot to put the end of the pitch, thank goodness. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, sorry, forgot. Here's the end. He goes, now we can talk. 
But then when we sat down and talked, he goes, you wouldn't believe how many people go, oh, no, I just want your report on half of this, and then we're just going to call it a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't. that doesn't work, does it? Does it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And he goes, you wouldn't believe how many PR people are upset with me. And my prior world was PR. He goes, you wouldn't believe people are so upset with me. Yeah. Over what? I wouldn't cover a story where they're like, this company got funding, but we won't say how much. This team won the game. Uh-huh. But what was the score? No, yeah. can't, I'm not. Can't tell you that. I don't want to ruin the ending for you. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah you might have recorded it on your DVR. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. We're going to wait a week. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, No, That luckily nothing like that's happened. Now, I did show up in Lufkin at one point doing sports on a Saturday night and forgot at this point mm-hmm. we used tapes. And I got, I got tapes? to the set. Yeah, little beta tapes that had the highlights on them. Not VHS. Not VHS. I'm, how did you? How did you kill Beta, sir? How yeah, dare you? Yeah. Beta, remember that? <laughs> so I show up. I show up to the uh, to the set on this Saturday night with a huge show plan, probably eight or nine tapes, which was a lot for me. And uh, as I sit down and plug in my microphone and put my IFB in my ear so that I can hear. Thank you. So that I can hear the uh, producer, I realize by the producer's voice that something is awry. Something is wrong. So I say in my microphone during the commercial break, what, what is going on back there? Uh, the producer promptly informs me that I have forgotten all of my tapes. I had not brought them from the sports office, which is where I edit my video, into the studio, which is where we anchor the newscast. And for that, well, another one. For that, we, uh, we call that a, a big F up. <laughs> and I got, I got the 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, you're on. And I did an entire four and a half minute sportscast with no video. I was describing plays as if they were happening on video, yet people at home only saw my ugly mug on the TV <laughs> describing the action, which was one of the longer nights in my career. <laughs> and, like, and by the way, if you couldn't see the excitement in my eyes when he ran that 30 yards, you're... You're not inventing enough. Yeah, it's definitely not a good sign. Yeah, not a good scene for me. Wow. So that was probably the most embarrassing mistake I've ever made, and, and one that I will never forget. But it's funny, you mentioned the things that kind of happened over the years that you remember specific things, and I can remember everything about that night. I can remember what I was wearing. And this was like 96. I mean, that's a long oh, wow. time as well. And I can remember what the stories were and what was happening around me. And it's just one of those moments that now I laugh about, but I could not have sweated more or been more red-faced than I was in that moment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's, and, and once again, we're back on Panda Watch as well. Uh-oh, Panda Watch. Panda Watch. Um, solid beard, by the way. Solid. I mean, it's 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 aggressive. It's, it's a good, good beard. I I wonder now, I mean, once again, we, we know you're all friends, but if you went from your current job, you're like, yeah. oh, KXN call. KXN, what is KXN? What is it? It's, a, it's, it's another station, I guess, here in Austin. Is that a TV station? I, no, it's radio. Oh, radio. It's radio. Okay. Well, let's say 101X calls, like, hey, we're going to yeah. go do this. Does Yvonne then stop talking to you? Or she's, she's like, does the whole morning if I crew? Jump ship, if you, you jump ship, are they like, Ooh. hey, I don't know that we can hang out? I don't think so. I, I think most of us are understanding that it's, you know, while we put our personalities into our job, probably more so than a lot of professions, mm-hmm. uh, in that our names are kind of tied with our job, you know, and what we do every day, and people see our face and listen to our voices. I think that most of us understand that the business is 
what the business is. And if somebody say, if, if KB decided that, that they didn't want me around anymore, I could, you know, try to find work somewhere else because yeah. quite frankly, I don't do anything but what I'm doing currently. I don't fish, I don't hunt, I don't play golf. I do TV news and I go to amusement parks with my kids. So my next profession, my next job would have to be somewhere that oh, Bert the Conqueror. You're the next Bert the Conqueror. We yeah. just went around, just traveled around. <laughs> yeah. Bert Kreischer, uh, call Travel Channel. We've got a guy. Yeah. But it's a family series where mm -hmm. it's like, who? That's a great job, by the way. Oh, right? what, a, what a, I mean, he admits, he's like, it was too much fun to do. It yeah. gave him crazy anxiety after he fell off the waterfall, as yeah. he's talked about at length. But it's one of those things I'm like, it's a job I couldn't do. Like, I'm not, there's too many crowds. I'm not an amusement park guy. Yeah. My daughter, God bless her, we're going to have to figure out someone to take her because that many people, I'm like, ah, your dad's not there. Yeah. I will take you to the Austin Zoo because there's not a lot of people. Nice I'll zoo. take you other places. Yeah. And it's a, it's a cute little zoo. Mm -hmm. I'll take you to Disneyland, but I'll take you to Disneyland with one of my L.A. friends like Superpass <laughs> where, once again, not a lot of people. You walk that in, do her thing. Yeah, you don't like crowds, though. I don't. This is why I love like this bar. Yeah, I will. There was a bar in Newport Beach called Butt Lynch's, and God bless him. They uh, they put Wi-Fi in the bar, so I would work from there instead of from home. That's nice. They only serve beer in forty ounce schooners, Ooh. and they always had a place waiting for me at the end of the bar. Mm -hmm. And there's a line out front. They're like, I just walk in the back through the fire exit, walk right up, sit down in my spot, and 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 have a cold you were one like or two. The norm. I was. Yeah. I was like, they put my name on the menu nope. twice. Yeah. We had the Paps Mosa, which is Paps Blue Ribbon and orange juice. Sounds disgusting. It's pretty good. How <laughs> dare you? It's actually it's a very good drink. <laughs> Get your vitamin C again. There's an orange theme. There's an orange theme. <laughs> you do have an orange theme. I have an orange theme. theme. I'm noticing. Yeah. And then a Trailer Park iced tea, which was yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon, a scoop of ice, and a squeeze of lemon. Effervescent, light, dances across the palate, drink the whole thing. I can see that. And we made that because I was sitting down. So I, can, I come back from Portland, Oregon, working there. And I go, Mike, you should get Paps on tap. He goes, uh, Jason, my slowest keg here. And he has 15 tap handles. He goes, my wow. slowest keg is 15 kegs a month. Like if you don't perform 15 kegs a month, you get kicked out. No. You lose your spot. You lose your spot. Mm -hmm. He goes, I'm not bringing Paps in here. I go, come on, Mike, just bring it in. He goes, you know, I'll bring it in. And when we don't serve one drop, I'm going to make you drink the cake. And like, okay. It's a good Is challenge. Is this a punishment? I mean, or... I really feel like I'm winning. Can I bring some friends? <laughs> yeah. What time do I start? What time do I end? And, yeah. And where's my cup? Yeah. Where do I, where do I pay? And, and so, it, and he was doing, he ended up, he's doing about 25 kegs a month. And he said, you know what? You're right. Why are you drinking a trailer park iced tea? What is this crazy thing? My grandmother was a raging alcoholic on my second dad's side. <laughs> you just, you're always you're like, what dad is this? There's like, there's so many. I like that you have them numbered. Oh, yeah, you have to. Two. Number two through five. Number two. Dad number two, how was your mother? She no. was a raging alcoholic. Uh, and so no one could give her alcohol. So she taught me how to make iced tea. She would open up a can of PBR, pour it in the glass. That's how you learned. Yeah. <laughs> Scoop of ice. And she goes, now the little foam up. So you got to squeeze the lemon on top. And that down. kills the foam. Okay, it I kills see. all the foam. Yeah. And so she'd sit out there and get blind drunk, drinking iced teas from me. And this happened for years until one time we're living in Clancy, Montana. And my mom goes, can you go grab me a glass of iced tea? And I said, oh, 
hundred percent. Now we didn't have PBR. My dad didn't drink that, but he drank Budweiser, and so I made her an iced tea. <laughs> you made do. I made something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she promptly spit it out, uh-huh. and uh, you yeah, know, mystery solved. And you figured out at that point, tea is not what you thought it was. No, yeah. it's something different. It's totally different. Well, that was I always understood that this is iced tea. That's sun tea. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> you got to be very specific with you me. You got to be specific. <laughs> you got to understand. Oh, absolutely. So as the movie starts to close out, we're in Panda Watch. Oh, it's uh, Veronica Corningstone is now in a in a den of bears. She's in the bear den, okay. which actually, in my fear of being any place in yeah. a zoo, yeah. bears are are at the bottom. I'm You're like, not, I don't yeah. care. I don't You're not care. going to want to visit the bear den. I don't want to visit the bears, yeah. but at the same time, like, well, you put me in bears, I'm like, okay. You know, you put me in the pit of snakes, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll have a heart attack and die. There's I don't no want to be there. Yeah. There's I no way. touch the snakes. The Indiana Jones scene still freaks me out. Yes. Can't, can't, can't do it. Yes, I'm not a huge fan of anything that can bite me. And also that, it be a, a mosquito or a snake. But also, isn't it a weird thing? Like, I don't, outside of the rattle, or outside of the cobra, which yeah. fangs itself up, I don't, uh, I don't know what their personality is. Like you snakes. look at a dog, yeah. You look at a snake, you're like, I don't know where you're going with this. I look at a dog, and he's like, Hey, man, how are you? Like I have a basset hound, and he's just like, This is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's just an idiot, and I yeah. love him for it. He's like, Can I just lay on your feet? So you, you know can't what you're get getting. Up? You know yeah. what you're getting. You never know what you're getting with a snake. No. I met my buddy Juice, who lived in Newport Beach. <laughs> Some weird friends. I love that you have a buddy named Juice. <laughs> He played on the Olympic volleyball team. Wow. Quite a, I mean, this phenomenal athlete. Yeah. He had a 14-foot-long, 12-foot-long boa, and it got out. Wow. And it wrapped around his body, and it arced up like it was going to strike him. And he had a moment when he was sleeping. He was like, I should probably wake up. And he woke up, and there is this python ready to knock him out and then wrap him. And he calmed it down. Wow. Pet it down. Got it off his bed, put it back in its cage, and then promptly got rid of all of his snakes. That's about this. Oh, he had more than one. He had like seven at one time. Not smart, man. Not smart at all. No. It's just, I don't think it's a pet. No, it's not meant to be a pet. Cats are barely meant to be a pet. (laughs) Full disclosure, I like no animals except for pigs, cows, uh, and an occasional, uh, you know, well, let's just put it like kids, chickens, pigs, and cows, and they're all in my freezer. That's all the pets I need. That's all the pets you need. No dog? No dog. You no seem cat. like a dog guy, like you no, might have a dog. No, they're too much responsibility. Kids are enough. Kids, I, I've got two. And I'm like, what do I need to add to my responsibility? Then you got to feed it, and you got to walk it. And then... Yeah, but you bring a nice, sweet basset hound into the studio, yeah. everyone like loses their mind. Yeah, they love. I love looking at them. It's like other people's kids. They're fun to play with as long as you can give them back. Oh, yeah. Now, are you? I, I'm asking this for a very specific reason. Are you north side or south side of town? I'm in north, north. Well, Round Rock, actually. Oh, you're up there. I'm a north side because that's all I could afford on my salary when I got here in 2004. It was either live in Round Rock or live in a tin can on you know in East Sixth. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't make it. And you're like, uh, yeah. now were you married at the time? I was. Yeah. You're yeah. like, honey. How about this East Austin? Yeah. Look it. We've got a professional guard watcher up front. Uh, he's homeless. Nope. Guard. It's, it's called security system over exactly. in East Austin. Exactly. Well, let me, let me tell you how I got to that point. I was in San Antonio prior to here and great life. Mm-hmm. Son, two years old, daughter on the way. This is July. Uh, daughter's due in August. Okay. Uh, great time to move. Great life. 
Yeah, no, great life, great city, wonderful. The Spurs were winning every year, and I was loving being the sports director there. Mm-hmm. And July 26, 2003, or 2004, excuse me, the boss comes in and says, guys, this is our last day. We're shutting the doors. No. Shut the station down. I had no insurance, a daughter on the way in a month, a two-year-old son, and a wife that wasn't working at the time. I was shitting bricks, as they say. Called the guy in Austin, Mike Barnes, the sports director. Okay. Because I had interviewed there once before. Begged him, can I please come in? They had an opening. Can I please come in and interview for the position? Weekend sports anchor. Barnes is as good as gold. Says, come on down. This was on a Friday. One Friday later, one week later, he called and said, hey, you want to come work for me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. We've got said, a lot of options. I said, yes, but could I have a week off because I'm having a daughter in two weeks? Could you give me a week or two? He said, sure. My daughter was born. We moved to Round Rock, and the rest is history. Wow. How about that, huh? Oh, that gives me heart palpitations. Oh, like, man. hey, guys, got, got a meeting. Yeah, we're not going to be on the air tomorrow. <laughs> that was it, man. That was it. We're like signing so, off at but, noon. But also, you got to imagine, like, someone comes in next morning. They're like, where's Brian? Oh, turn on the news. You know, find out what's going on with sports today. Uh-huh. Uh, sh- Color bars and just, tone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, That's goodness. the business, though. But you know what? I was lucky because I wanted to be in Austin. love Austin, and obviously, for obvious reasons. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's how I got here, and that's how we ended up in Round Rock because that's kind of where we could afford at the time. I mean, my business partner, he lives up in Cedar Park. Beautiful place. Beautiful place. I always bust his chops. I said, uh, I mean, you owe me five bucks every time I come to visit you. Because it's a long road. That, well, also, it's just there's not a way to get to see him without a toll road. Yeah. Oh, like, that's there's, true. There's yeah. always someone that's just like, I'm going to need a couple bucks from you to get just to Cedar Park. And it's not magical. No. It's not, I mean, it's different. I like it. I like going up there. They have a Del Taco up there. Reminds me of SoCal. A lot of chain yeah, restaurants. A lot of chain restaurants. I'd like it if they probably did a little more. They try to invest in their local community a little bit more, yeah. but I understand what they're going. What, what's town. going on? It's a commuter town. So, no East Austin went to Round Rock. I mean, I bring that because so every year, 100% you're invited. We do this thing. My neighbors and I, two three days out of the week, we get together. The kids play in the front yard. We have a couple of beers. Dogs play. We throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, so far, it sounds like a good time. One neighbor owns a bar on Far West. Not far um, from KVU. Not far from KVU. Uh, another neighbor runs Prevost Bus, which is the... Yes. I get to go to the NASCAR thing in Dallas. I'm going myself. Are you? Yeah, we're leaving if on you Friday, want, week, from, week from tomorrow. Week from tomorrow. Uh, I'll be in the center. I'll have pit pass. Oh, do you want to, on Saturday, do you want to ride the yes. um, Do you want to ride the car with us? I do want to ride the car. I can get you in. <laughs> it's 7.30 a.m. On, on, on Sunday. And how great is that, by the way? <laughs> that was the best weekend. It's going to be fun. You can, let's just tell the people, you bring your own beer into yep. the damn thing. You don't yep. have to buy beer. You don't have to buy Funyuns. You can yep. bring your own Funyuns. You can bring whatever you, you want. watch the races right there for like 30, 45. And we'll be in the, well, so we'll be in the center there. Okay. Well, we got, we'll change number. We got to get this. We let's got, do it. Well, man. let's do it because we're going to, we're going to have some fun. And, um. I want to hook you up with those guys to speak because for next year to get yeah. a little more VIP for That's whatever true. you don't get with the media badge. But um, oh, this so, is not a media event for me. This oh, this is, is just fun for you. This is oh, just simply no. for my own pleasure. We are going to have some fun, man. We're going to make that happen. Let's do it, man. So all of us get together, and then my other buddy's an architect from Montana, wow. from Butte. Got quite eclectic friends. Like oh, an eclectic yeah. group. And we decided we're sitting down. We're down in Circle C. And we're like, you know, we get to eat, drink, be merry, whenever we want to. Mm-hmm. There are people, God bless, and even in this great city, they just don't get dinner or lunch sometimes. Yeah. Breaks my heart. Yeah. Breaks my heart. 
So we did a barbecue, an impromptu barbecue, mm. and the kids at Austin Beer Works gave us uh, 12 cases of beer. We bought a, we bought a. You wait, wait, rerun. Gave you 12 cases of beer? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then we bought a keg of Bud Light. And then our neighbor, Jay, who owns the Boulevard Sports Bar and Grill in Far West, okay. he's like, I'll give all the hot dogs wow. and brats. Yeah. And so we did uh, Oktoberfest last Sunday in September. And uh, we first year we raised like a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And every dollar that we spent, we just spent. So people pitch in, a, you know, to a kitty or something? Yeah, it's pitching to a kid like, hey, just bring some money and yeah. drink and eat as much as you want. Sure. Yeah, the next year we do. 700 bucks this last year 1500 bucks now what i didn't realize was that at 1500 bucks that's over 4,000 meals yeah. purchased yeah i didn't realize that that's amazing it was it was crazy amazing and once again it's four guys like to sit down and have a couple of cold ones and i bring it up because one everyone can do this there's a local brewery in Round Rock that wants to give you beer to do this. There's a local brewery in Whitefish, Montana that wants you to do this. Yeah. But that said, like, you guys, I mean, I know it's a trek, but come down. No I know exactly to where Circle C is. I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean, no offense to your wife. Find a designated driver if she doesn't want to do it. or we'll, we'll, yeah. you know, But we just, but it's fun because, and I bring it up because, one, I believe every neighborhood should find a time to do that. Great There's, point. I have a dream where I want to do one where it's it's slider roulette, and once again we have the same sponsors. And in the twenty sliders on each plate, one of them has a ghost pepper, so kids can't eat. <laughs> but I love, but I love that there's oh there's there's like five that are regular. Yeah, there's yeah. five that are serrano. Okay. There's some jalapenos. Yeah. There's some habaneros. So you're you're disappointed if you get the plain one. You're mad if you get the plain one. You're like, oh man, I got a plain one. Really. But yeah. you get the ghost pepper, and you're also like, Jason, I mean, you're jumping your pool real yeah, quick. I'm going to have to do something. <laughs> Give me some of those cases of beer. Yeah, Multiple cases. Cool my mouth off real yeah. quick. Wow. So as we went through this, and apologize to everyone, but if you're in your local city and you're listening, by all means, find your local brewery, find someone, or just buy them yourself. The first year we, we bought brats ourselves, and do it and give back to your food bank. I, I couldn't right. recommend it more. They've escaped the bear cage. They've done the thing. Our dear friend is wearing Sex Panther from Odeon, and he's found a a zoologist who's like, well, that actually kind of smells good. Uh Um, And Veronica and Ron are going to achieve their dream, which is networks of the cable news. It's a big time. The big time. time. Now, do you ever, I mean, are, are there ever aspirations where you're like, hey, if CNBC called. So Darren Ravel's famous, right? Because Darren he went Ravel. from local to ESPN yep. to CNBC, and now he's back at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Great, great reporter. Great, great reporter. reporter yeah. He's a nice guy. Um, I've been blessed to exchange some emails with him, and he's, he's a very nice guy. Uh, thanks to my friends over there that are tolerate me way more than he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lucky that I have friends that are like, well, we'll tolerate Jason. Like, just bring him hey, to the studio. Tolerating friends are the best. They are. Be they are. It's like when. But um, do you have? Did you ever have that? Did you still have that dream where if CNN called, you're like, "Hey, honey, we're going to move to Atlanta." And I think at the back, in the back of your mind, whatever you do, you want to be at the top of your profession. I feel like mm-hmm. I think that there's a part of me that probably would enjoy that opportunity, but. As a family guy and as an Austinite, and I do consider myself an Austinite, I've lived here almost as long as I've lived anywhere, combined between college and now working here for the last 14 years. 
I, I love it, man. I love it here. I love the vibe here. I love the suburbs here. I love the food here. There's entertaining things to do. There's plenty of places to go if you don't want to be entertained. You just want to chill. Mm-hmm. There's bars like you know, like this place, Dirty Bills. It's just a wonderful place that has history and and so you know having said all that i don't know that i'm interested in moving anywhere else yeah you know as long as they'll have me at KVU and, and i keep doing the job they think i can do and i think this is where i need to be i it seems like and I, you you've added some new people and then there's you know you get the you get the weekend anchors and i've been blessed to talk a couple times and then exchange some fun text messages with jenny lee jenny lee is the she, best she's awesome she's the best i mean there was one night we are texting back and forth there was a thing that might have happened and, and it didn't but we ended up talking about our kids yeah and it was like all right listen thanks so much i i understand this jason good night and i go yeah i got to put my kid down and i said that and there was like 20 more minutes of us going back and forth, just sharing information. I'm like, I just didn't have to spend that. She didn't have to spend the time to do that. Yeah, she's, she's busy. She's awesome. Um, Devon's kids and my kids used to go to the same daycare, so oh, I'd bump into right? her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, one, I just that's why I have an affinity towards towards, towards KVU, sure. and and, uh, and and love it to death. But two, I agree with you. There's there's something special about this community, right? Absolutely. There's just there's something here, and it seems like. And I don't watch a lot of the news programs, so I'm, I'm speaking a little out of school here. But uh, when I was when I lived in SoCal, I watched one particular news program, and they didn't have it. And it seems like you guys have a community. It really does. It seems yeah, like in the morning, great to hear. it seems like you have a community. Um, I don't watch the nightly news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't watch a couple other things, but I do watch. I, I wake up at 5 a.m. and you're on, and you guys are on, and. My dog's eating, and my kid comes out at six fifteen, and I make her a waffle, and she's happy. And the wife comes out at six forty-five. Waffles are the best. Yeah. Oh, she's just, yeah, she well. hears the beep of the waffle machine, and she's like, "Dad, Dad, Dad, put that syrup, yeah. put that syrup on there." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> "You're gonna go? It's Tuesday. You're gonna go light on the syrup." I got a text from your teacher that said you were batshit crazy. Yeah, right? you gotta slow it down. Gotta yeah. slow down the yeah. syrup. Have some eggs yeah. with it. Really? Okay. A little protein, please. Build up the protein. But it does seem like you yeah. guys are a family, and I and I and I only say that because it's. I encourage people, no matter where you're watching your news, find that news program that feels like a family, because it's just a little more fun to watch. Well, you know what? That's great to hear because a lot of times we lose sight of the fact that people are actually paying attention and listening and watching what we're doing. Uh, it is a job for us at the end of the day, <laughs> so it is kind of hard at some time, you know, certain points to make sure we remember that what we're saying is being heard by other people. And and I think that it's great to hear you say that because it is important for communities like Austin, which again have, you know, more than 2 million people live in our area that hear our voices or potentially could hear our voices. And it's important to know that people understand and appreciate that the job we're doing and, and our job is not to cause controversy. It's not to, to, to you know, to make people feel uncomfortable is to inform people. It's to make sure people know what's going on in our community. And, you know, and recently with what, what happened with the bombings and things that were going on around town, it was important that we had the ability to relay information. And you guys did. Uh, and that's where, I mean, I think that's where also a thing where you see chemistry, right? Or you see family because, Absolutely. you know, uh, you see Jay out there and you're just like, 
okay, Jay, you're, you're real close. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I'm looking at Jay, once again, you said he, he does look young. He's a young guy. He's, He's a young guy. Great but I'm just like, Jay, you're, you're you're a little close. I mean, if you want to back up, it's fine for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you, man. <laughs> like, Those reporters Jay. have balls. The men and the women. If you you've got you've yeah. got the panda angle perfect, Jay. But if you want to back up, I'm good. I'm still watching. Don't fall Jay. in the barricade. Don't. Yeah. Don't fall in the barricade. Don't do it. Uh, the other, the doctor. Doctor Nicole Cross. Who's it? I mean, what's she a doctor in? She's a psychotherapist, actually. Oh, then we're never talking. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, looks. Nicole's at me like, like, I got a whole bag of things to unwind with you, champ. She gives me a funny look occasionally. <laughs> uh, but it's just like you say, it is. It's we all do, and it's it's funny because we do have a public job. We yeah. have a job where people do feel like they know us, and I hope they feel like they know us because what you're seeing on Cave View is that's who we are. That's me. Goofy dad joke after goofy dad joke. That's, oh, no. It's, you're getting what you get with me. And, and same with Evolve. Oh, you mean you're talking about the catch this morning when you talked about the rule change? When you stepped aside and you're at the big screen, you're like, I mean, it could have gone to the Super Bowl. Probably would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Could've, you, could've, this could have happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I know. I watch. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. This, you know, and, and, you've got, and, yeah. and I can just see one on the other side and everyone else going, I mean, this is his moment. Like, we're going to yeah. let him have his moment. Exactly. It's his moment. And, and it's a good moment to have because it is news, but it's also a moment to have that shares personality. And yeah. whether you like the Cowboys or not is inconsequential to the fact that you're seeing someone with passion going, wait, um, I mean, really? Huh? And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hang on now. Hang on, Hang on now. now. Yeah. That wasn't. And all of a sudden you see yourself going, maybe that was a catch. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't matter whether you like the Cowboys or not. You just you see a reporter having fun with it. And then it seems like, and I could be speaking out of school here, but like, well, I'm probably not the biggest sports fan. Not, uh, well, her husband's in sports, so she has to oh, kind of wow. have a working knowledge of that. But no, she is definitely not a sports fan. No. See, yeah. her husband's actually a sports anchor as well, and that's how they met. Kind of like I met my wife in the, on the news. You met your wife on the news yeah, as well? Yeah, she, she was an anchor and I was a sports director in Lafayette, wow. Texas. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. And yeah, that's how we met. That's how I met her husband. But to get back to your point, she is definitely not a sports fan. Uh, she listens and tolerates sports with me. <laughs> because when I work, I work with Jay, who's mm-hmm. usually out of the studio. Yeah. Annavita, Erica, and Yvonne, wonderful ladies, mm-hmm. could give two craps about sports. And so I don't really have anybody to bounce things off of whenever something huge happens. Uh, except for Jay. Except for Jay, who's not usually there. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard for me because I don't have that person to talk to when it comes to sports. That's, see, but that's, I mean, and that's also, that's once again, the beauty of that and seeing the family in that is, is that that's real life. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's not a sitcom where, absolutely. you know, Erica's over there and she's like, or, I'm sorry, the young lady who does Anna the trap, Anna, Anna B. B. Yeah. She, where she's just like, yeah, I mean, like, try to get a running back through this, right? Huh? And you're like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the, it's yeah. a 35. It's a yeah. horrible mess. We don't talk free agency much at KVU in the morning. So. No. But God bless. I mean, thanks again for being here. Absolutely, uh, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks. Uh, well, um, I'm going to reach out to a couple other of your compatriots. I hope uh, so. I want to do the... Um, I want to do Twister with Albert Ramon. I think you that was. Got it. You <laughs> I, mean, got it I just that. think he's Albert be like, is the funniest guy. You will you will have a ball with that. Uh, we're gonna have a ball. Uh, we'll do we'll do that one, and we'll we'll figure out a couple other things. Once again, here at Dirty Bills, uh, you know, if I had a little applause button, I would hit it. But uh, Brent, thanks again for being you're here, man. I really I really can't thank you enough. And 
welcome back anytime. If you see a movie and you're like, oh my God, I want to do this, dude, text me, call me, we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. We'll exchange some numbers and have some fun. But thanks again, everyone. This was Talking During Movies. I uh, appreciate you. Love you all. And good night.